Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. My first beer was IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank, mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. good. It's fine. Studios in Northern California. This is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. Day. I predict a very low listenership today because dudes have to do the right thing. They can't sneak away into the garage to listen to their favorite beer show on this. Uh... It's actually filling up pretty fast. Is it? Yeah, there were about 15 or so sacks in here, and then now there's uh, probably 30, 35. Ah, yeah. Yeah, they're getting in there. In yeah, the, it's in like the last uh, two minutes. That's the brave ones that went, look, sweetheart, I uh, I took you to brunch. I paid my dues. I bought you flowers. Yeah. did I, the laundry. I did a I load the, of laundry. Beat the kid for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Thawed the fish out that you're going to make. Yeah. So can you, get, you can you get back to being a woman again and let me go watch, uh, can we go listen to my beer show? Okay, your day is over. I get it. Oh, look at me. I'm a mom. But seriously, I, I got shit to do. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, I got to go waste four hours of my life. With those idiots in Pacheco. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but happy Mother's Day anyway to uh, all of those of you good mothers out there. And if you're not a good mother, uh, you know, whatever. Happy Mother's Day anyway. Yeah, I don't still care. Still mom. <laughs> Uh, all right, JP's back in action today. I can tell that yeah. uh, he's uh, he's been resting, and he, he. Oh yeah, I took a uh, nap today. You did? Oh yeah. <laughs> what happened last night? I tried to get you to go out with us last night, and uh, you. Uh, what were you doing? <laughs> napping. W- were you warcrafting? <laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> Requesting. Uh, no, a couple things. Um, so I switched uh, cholesterol meds. Yeah. Because my cholesterol, you know, my triglycerides are up, and blah blah. Um, Can't you just not eat burritos and shit? I don't. I don't really eat. It's it's mainly my triglycerides. They're at like four forty or some shit like that. And they're supposed to be like in the 
low double digits or wow. high double digits. Your heart's going to explode probably during this program. <laughs> probably, hopefully during this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God! Oh, oh all over the. Place. Oh, he got it on the monitor. Um, I don't know. And so I was just kind of panic attacking. But then my roommate and I were playing uh, NHL 07 all night. You were panic attacking about taking new taking uh, new cholesterol medication. Yeah, taking new meds. I'm Why? telling you, dude, because I you won't even feel the difference. I know. I don't. Well, I don't know. Could be. Could not. You know. You never know. See, I think. I'm not going to drag this out the whole show this week because no. we've already covered this. Yeah, good. But I did think of a new. Th- I I think that you you know you need to take the Xanax, and I know that right. the taking of anything gives you anxiety. But here's what I I was thinking that you're going to have anxiety. You're going to take the the Xanax, all anxiety ridden and freaked out. Right. But pretty quickly, the Xanax is then going to kick in. I don't know that though. But I but I know it for you. It might dislodge a you. blood clot or give me an aneurysm. <laughs> but, or it some shit. It, but it won't. But it, it doesn't might. matter. But it might. And, and, but you can go on thinking that as long as right. you take the goddamn thing, and then go on thinking all the terrible things that will happen. And probably within about thirty minutes or so, you won't have any of those thoughts. You'll be totally relaxed. Maybe then you can take your cholesterol medication. Hell, you can come smoke doobies. Uh, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm telling you that thirty minutes into that. You won't have any of those thoughts. 30 minutes a day, three times a week. (laughs) We don't have to have it every day. Just when you have to fly, switch your medication, go out in public, and shower. And go to bed. (laughs) So not all the time. Yeah. And uh, there's a whole thread for you on the forum. People uh, not necessarily concerned about you. (laughs) They just Just, want you to take the goddamn Xanax. Yeah, probably because they don't want to hear this. <laughs> is it a bad sign if I had a dream I was a sniper the other day? Yeah. Okay. Well, it depends. Like, Who it, were you sniping? Was it, it like small children? It was like people. <laughs> like yeah. people that you know? No. Liar. I swear to God. <laughs> it wasn't like your, wasn't Chris Graham, was it? No. Okay. No. Was it Tasty and Chad? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you were probably sniping shit. I'm always watching for him, so yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised I to hear that. <laughs> First thing I do when I go out is I look up at all the rooftops. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why Tasty's always looking over his shoulder. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well... The cholesterol medication is going to be fine, JP. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. But anyway, that's what I was doing. I was hanging out with a roommate. Okay. So. That's good. I'm glad he likes you, your roommate. Well, I think it's something to do for him. He doesn't have any other friends out here. So oh, like, he yeah. just moved yeah. here? Yeah, he's from like uh, LA area. Give him a month and he'll never talk to you. <laughs> hey, do you want to play NHL? Come on. What's his name? Brad. Brad, do you want? I got NHL all set up for us. Oh, no, dude, I got plans. I'm going out. Oh, uh, okay. I thought you didn't know anyone here. <laughs> well, if you get back early, I'll still be here playing NHL. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great show plan for you today. We're happy to have uh, Adam Lamoureux from Linden Street in Oakland in the studio yeah. with us. Welcome, Adam. Thank you very much. Glad, Glad you could make it out here. Uh, you just brewed your first beer, so you're, you're, you're one of the only guests we've ever allowed in the studio that didn't bring samples of their... That's how new of a brewery you are, that you've, you fit under the, the byline that you, you can't show up without beer. Noob. <laughs> yeah. uh, guilty as charged, but, yeah. uh, but hopefully we'll have something for you guys real soon. Cool. Well, we were there for your first brew day on Tuesday. We'll get to talking about that later on, and uh, it was exciting. Put up a video. You can check it out uh, on our BN Army blog. Just click it there, and you can see Adam and... Uh, what his mug looks like and what the brewery looks like a little bit. I think we even got Tasty's big head in that uh, video a little mm. bit. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Had a good time. Chad was there. Uh, everybody but JP, really, because I figured he was, you know, busy. Yeah, well, you know, I wasn't, turned <laughs> out. <laughs> Turns out. I saw that. I was like, oh, they went to the... Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> then, then you cried and wailed. 
And then I wailed. Mm-hmm. Could have taken a Xanax right then. <laughs> right then, you'd have been <laughs> <fine. laughs> You'd have been like, oh, they are still my friends. Yeah. If you took the Xanax. But instead, no, you sh- sat there all night thinking you had no friends. Yeah, now you're sniping everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Take the Xanax, please. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so we're going to have fun today talking about uh, the common style of beer. Uh, and and uh, also, uh, your other uh, flagship beer is going to be a Schwartz beer. Do I have that right? Well, actually, you know, it is going to be a black lager. Uh, oh, okay. But I don't. I I wouldn't call it like a Schwartz beer because I typically um, think of Schwartz beers as being kind of dry, and ours is more on the malty side. All right. Um, so if I had to characterize it as anything, it'd probably be more like a like a New Zealand style black lager than a uh, German style black lager. Okay. Yeah, and typically down uh, in the South Pacific, they use the steam yeast as well for their uh, for their black lagers. Oh, they do. Okay. All right. So we'll talk a little bit about both of those styles of beers. If you have questions, 888-401-BEER. You can uh, call in later on when we start that uh, part of the program. And also you can join JP today in the chat room because uh, the beef is, me. Uh, I don't know what, you, I think he's at a wedding or something today. Something. We have a request in the chat room if Adam could actually say the F word without getting bleeped this time. Oh, yeah. Adam, would you please get it out of your system? You're oh, loud. fuck yeah. Yeah. There we go. Right. Uh, that's a big fan in the that's chat room there fan. who knew. Uh, yeah, Adam did the uh, <laughs> uh, the CBS show with uh, JP and I, and uh, that was fun. And dropped a big F-bomb. I got fired and rehired all in one day. Yeah. It was fun. It was good. And poor Adam. The Adam first, felt like such a dick. It was the first sentence. I think the, like the third word you said on the air. <laughs> it was, I forget. That's, that's yeah. the most disappointing part of it all. Is like, you know, I, I'm an ex-military guy. I kind of pride myself on attention to detail. And yeah. I completely forgot <laughs> where I was. Like, instantly. And all well, of a sudden, Justin, fuck it all. <laughs> oh, I wish we had an in-studio camera for that. Just, I about jumped out of my seat looking for the dump button. I mean, I was so oblivious to where I was. I didn't even notice I uh, did it until uh, O'Sullivan was just... All his, his eyes <laughs> got about as big as green. the room, and uh, you went diving for the button, and all of a sudden yeah. I realized, man, it just goes to show you and JP are just way too good at what you do, because it's like, you know, it's like sitting there talking just to you. made I you just, feel comfortable. I forgot where I was, but uh, yeah. I, well, it could have been the massage we were bad. giving you. Well, I'll tell you, I'll just, you know, real quickly, here's how it works, is uh, there's a 20-second delay on most CBS stations, uh, a la Howard Stern. He gave them that. Uh, you can thank him and the FCC. For, thank you, Howard. For effing that up. Um so, 20-second delay, and what happens when you hit the dump button, it dumps five seconds at a time. So, it gives you a chance. If you get down to only uh, five remaining seconds, uh, it locks up the phone lines. You're not allowed to take any more, any new phone calls. It's very strict. So, it was a pretty quick F-bomb, but I hit that dump button three <laughs> times just to be sure because it, it was quick, but it was a big old fuck or fucking. I don't remember what it was. Uh. So, I hit the thing. I dumped 15 seconds of the show. Well, the problem is... Uh, the executives in the building, they can listen to what's coming out of any studio, and they listen to it pre-delay. So my boss was upstairs listening to the pre-delay feed, so when I hit the dump button, it didn't affect his feed. He heard it. Well, he's also not that bright, so he didn't know that it that he was pre-delay. So he, he calls my, my other boss, my immediate manager, in there, and he goes, that's it, no more brewcast, the show's over, he's fired after the show. And so my immediate manager goes, he goes downstairs and he's thinking, and, and he, belie- he, he trusts me, he, he kept my show on the air for a while, and he's like, I, I really don't think that Justin would have screwed that up. You know, he knows, he's been doing this for a couple years. So he goes, finds out from the engineers, 
that he's listening to the the wrong feed, that everything's okay. Yeah. So he goes back upstairs, gets me my job back, all in one show, <laughs> and uh, and everything was fine. It was no big deal. Once they, in fact, it probably even helped me, Adam. Once they realized I can be counted on, if if everything fails, I will still, yeah. I'll still hit the the dump button. Well, a lot of good that did us. <laughs> yeah. Now now we don't have a show anyway. Yeah. I should have called Adam and told him it was his fault. I should have played it out that uh, way. I would have believed you too, because <laughs> it was only it was a couple months later. So Adam, well, it finally got to the <laughs> finally got to CBS New York. Adam, that uh, your your f bomb and <laughs> FCC showed up, yeah. dragged me out of the building. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, I'm gonna need a job at that brewery of yours now. Uh, uh, no problem. <laughs> and, and by job, I mean kegs. Yeah, full. Speaking of job at your brewery, uh, our, our friend Morgan uh, is an assistant brewer of yours, a brewer of yours. I yeah. hope so. You know, Morgan has been unbelievably patient while we've been uh, trying to get this thing up and going. And, you know, I, I'm a I'm a huge believer in Morgan. I think he's going to be kind of one of the, the big king of beers around Oakland just because oh, he's got Oakland roots. And, um, you know, I, I always have a hard time um, sort of differentiating myself in, in the community because I definitely brew. I like to brew. I am a brewer, but yeah. I consider myself a bit more of an entrepreneur. And, and the challenge to me is, you know, what kind of impact can I have on the brewing industry? I see. So I'm looking for brewers, you know, and Morgan is a brewer, right? He, you know, he cares about that beer. He's constantly doing little, you know, pilot batches over there. You yeah. Know, just, he's, he's always working the trade. And, and so those are the guys I love to be around, you know, Tasty and, you know, Nathan and, and all these guys around, uh, you know, our surroundings are so, so supportive. And, uh, you know, I'll trust them. You yeah. know? So I, I look forward to uh, really kind of letting Morgan loose on that place and uh, and, and giving him a chance to sort sort of uh, see what he can do. And, cool. and, and, uh, and And not just him. I'm, I'm looking forward to working with a lot of people. But, uh, yeah, as long as... Uh, we can get this thing up and going, and we can actually pay the guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he's high, and if not first, on our list. Okay, good. Well, that'll be exciting to see him. Morgan's a good guy. Uh, you might remember him, folks at home, from uh, some of our North Coast shows. He's come in with uh, Chris. Chris and Morgan uh, came down to talk about North Coast a few times and hang out. So it's good to see him around Linden Street there. Yeah, and nobody loves Oakland more than that kid. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's uh, it's definitely in his bones. It's funny, too. He's got that, when you talk to him, he sounds like a, he's kind of got that Midwest thing. Thing happening, so you find it hard to believe that he's an Oakland boy, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's weird. Because right. I'm not trying to ask for your wallet. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Didn't he didn't uh, didn't talk to me at gunpoint? <laughs> hey, how you doing? Can you, can you get the gun out of my face? Yeah. All right, uh, just a few announcements. So, uh, Tasty, you'll be happy to know, uh, you probably already do, that I, I had put the anniversary bus tour on sale. Oh, yeah. Uh, sold out in uh, <laughs> in about five hours. Sold out in less than six hours. Wow. 80 tickets. It's pretty exciting. I think nice. that there are bands that come to town still, legends, that don't sell out that quickly anymore. <laughs> That's right. You know. Uh, so that was fun and exciting. And then the, the bitching already started. Sure. <laughs> I didn't get my ticket. And I don't know how many times I said... You know, you need to sign up for Twitter. You need to pay attention to the website. You'll get notified immediately on on Twitter. I put it on our Facebook page. Uh, I mean, it was all I, I I I did exactly what I said I would do, and still, I I, I didn't get I didn't know you could take it. I didn't. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Man. I, I, I sense there's going to be a privately commissioned bus following the other bus. <laughs> well, I this, this, this is part of why I'm bringing this up. That, that can't happen. No. Uh, I, I already have to split the buses at one point between two breweries. One bus is going to Marin, and one bus is going to Moylands. And that's because 
The only locations that can handle this many people are Anchor, where we're going first, and More Beer. And that's because it's in a parking lot where we're doing it at More Beer. If we were going yeah. in just in the showroom, you know, if it was raining outside, we screwed even with More Beer. So oh, yeah. I know that a lot of you are going to want to follow along on the tour and go to these locations, but you can't. You kinda, you'd kind of screw us over if you did that. The managers of these places would be none too happy with me uh, if I tell them that uh, you know 47 people are showing up and all of a sudden 147 people show up. It would be difficult. So I do apologize, but you're not, you can't follow. You're going to, you know, the, the plenty of time to party along with us um, at, uh, at the anniversary at party at Lynn Street. Now, now, I will say this. You probably can go to more beer. I think that there wouldn't be a problem with you if you want to show up for the more beer leg of the tour. I'll give you guys the times. Uh, I think we're probably going to be showing up there uh, right around 5 o'clock, uh, 4.30, 5 o'clock. And I think more beer would be more than happy to host you there, and that's fine. So, But that's the one stop you know, that you can do. The rest uh, can't help you. I told you. I told you a dozen times. But thank you very much to all of you who did uh, buy tickets. It's great. What a huge success. And uh, maybe we ought to be doing more bus tours, Tasty. <laughs> really? You know. Let's do two that week. Yeah. Right. What are we doing Tuesday? Yeah. That's uh, all Tasty's going to be doing for the whole week. Okay. Take the week off, and you are going to be guiding bus tours. Bus tours. Yeah, I can't go Wednesday. i got to work. That's I know. That's a bummer. I, yeah. That Tasty's not on the, on the bus with us. You can't get someone else to do that, huh? I'm the guy in charge of the salary. That's that means you're in charge of delegating. <laughs> yeah, I have to delegate to get to the anniversary party at a reasonable time. Yeah, at a reasonable time. What time you think you're going to be to make it over About there? Eight. Oh, that's not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, you're all right there. Anniversary party is going to be such a big deal, man. Linden Street uh, is our host, uh, and like I said, we were down there Tuesday, just kind of scoping it out again, and and the location is so perfect for this, and with NHC right there, plus. We're going to have so many people at this event this year uh, that you guys uh, have the room for. So that's that's great. And uh, we've already started talking about music and bands, Adam and I. Um, it's going to be a lot of good entertainment happening. I've got the boys from Emergency Barbecue. If you look back in the archives, and you, I think you can probably just type in Emergency Barbecue in your search, uh, you'll find the show uh, with Jeremy Sowers. And he talked to us about doing barbecue with beer and the ingredients. He's going to uh, cater that event. Uh, it's really going to be cool. Um, and I talked to uh, a couple of nice-looking ladies last night that said Ooh. they would wear braless. Uh, they wear BN shirts, all braless, and be our uh, our spokes models for the day. Uh, so that's exciting for everybody. Nice, I nice. think. Good how job. many how many ladies did you talk to like that? Uh, two. So you were going to have, and four? both of them are are are, uh, are augmented. So we're going to have four spokesmodels then? Yeah. Four. Nice. So I got to get some new uh some new BN lady shirts with like a with like a smaller neck a or you know yeah. Right. I'll work on that guys, don't worry. Um yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Started on our anniversary uh, T-shirt designs. Oh, they're looking cool. Looking very cool. So you're going to have uh, all sorts of uh fun things happening. I also did book uh uh, after party suite. We'll be no. after uh, oh yeah. After last week's show, uh, so I don't know if I'm going to just uh, declare all that over the air, but no, no, we'll see. You already did. Yeah, I guess I did. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Shouldn't be hard to find. It's a good day. All right. A uh, couple of other announcements. Uh, end of this month, on Sunday the 31st, we are live from Downtown Joe's in Napa. We're going to go there oh. do a live remote. Nice. So uh, put that on your calendar. And we definitely encourage uh, local listeners to come out and hang out with us and say hello to Colin and taste his beers. And he's always really good to homebrewers. Loves to talk to you guys. So uh, do that. And don't forget, uh, if you go to Downtown Joe's and you wear your BN Army gear of any kind, a hat, shirt, whatever, um, you get a discount on your on your beer. 
Colin will do that for you. Get your BN Army discount. So wear your gear when you go to Downtown Joe's. By the way, wear your gear on the anniversary bus too. I want to see a whole bunch of oh, yeah. I mean, I want us to look like we're infiltrating these places. You know, maybe don't look too scary, but uh, <laughs> put fucking camo paint on you and fatigues yeah. oh, all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want to scare anybody. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, all right. Hey, also tonight, we're starting our uh, this month's more beer donation giveaway. And uh, we got a great giveaway uh, this month. We're giving away a uh, two-tap jockey box, a draft box. You got uh, two taps you can jiggle around there and uh, pour <laughs> beer out of. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, you can thank Shat for that idea. He, you know, he's... Uh, Sitting out back, sweating his ass off. It's real hot out here today. And he's like, you know, what would be great for the summer is give away a jockey box. So great idea, Shad. And, uh, of course, thanks to Beer, Beer, and More Beer, that's what we're doing. So uh, hit the donation button. If you're a recurring uh, subscriber to the BN Army, uh, then you're already entered. You don't have to worry about that. Um, any denomination gets you an entry into the raffle. If you want to uh, buy yourself more tickets, five bucks a piece. So if you donate 20, you get four. You get the idea. Uh, do it between now and next Saturday at midnight because we'll give it away on next week's show, next Sunday show. Uh, which, uh, it's, that'll be a fun show, too. We have Rob Todd from Allagash on the program with us next week. Uh, also, thanks to, to Shat. So, wow. doing, doing good work yeah, over you're there. You're welcome. You know? Double dose of Chad. Yeah, not bad. Uh, will there be any more black BN Army hats in the store soon? Question mark. Yeah, in fact, I have them on the shelf. I just haven't put them up in the store. And they're a little new style. They're a little different than the last ones. Uh, they're, I think they're cooler. Um, you'll have to see. I'll get uh, I'll get Schumann to model one, and we'll put up a photo. <laughs> you know, he'll, but if he does that, he'll wear it like a cod piece. He won't necessarily <laughs> wear it like normal. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he did a gig last night at EJ Fair. Uh, played with this other guy uh, that he's doing some some music with, and then he played music. Well, then the two of them come back to the house, and it's like, and it's peni- It was a penis puppetry showdown oh, all night no. long. I had to see the seriously s- doing it? the oh. snail and the bat wing <laughs> the and the hamburger, and I don't even know the the bow tie. The bow tie's kind uh-huh. of disgusting. Did they do the Greek blanket or <laughs> no like one did the Greek? Well, actually, he did do a version of the Greek blanket uh-huh. that was pretty. Uh, anyway, it was a mess. It was disgusting. <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't look except when I had to. I thought you were taking the pictures. <laughs> no, no pictures. I thought you were spotting him. <laughs> it's oh. like a train wreck. You know, they're like, you got to see the snail. I don't have to see it, but then they they just hang it out, and <laughs> it's like a car accident. You don't want to see that kind of gore, but you can't help it. Yeah. You know, that's why there's traffic all know. the time. All those, I'm, those I'm pre- damn looky loose. I'm pretty sure I could, you know, prevent myself from looking. I don't think so. I don't know. You get anxiety just thinking about it, hanging out over there. <laughs> oh God! You're like, oh, I have to look. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, you can get your AHA membership through the Brewing Network. Uh, it's no longer in the store. Just hit the AHA logo at the bottom right of the homepage, and then right above that is the Brew Your Own logo, and you can get Brew Your Own magazine and. Uh, both of those are, are great memberships to have, and it helps us out a whole bunch. So if you were going to get them anyway, get them through us, please. It's the same price, um, and really help yourself out. All right, sign up for updates on Twitter. Told you that all the time, twitter.com slash network. You can find out what's happening instantly. And then go to our Facebook, Facebook. page, and other things happen there. I don't really know what. Uh, send show ideas to chad at thebrewingnetwork.com, C-H-A-D at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send feedback about the show to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com, and don't send me anything. Um, Unless it's dollars. Yeah. Then I will I will respond in, with love. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
It's What's time uh, for Shat's announcements. Shat's oh. announcements are brought to you by White up. Labs Yeast Company today. White Labs, Imagine. the uh, the White Brothers, they're great. Chad, what do you got? All right, am I on here? You're on. Oh, okay, <laughs> barely here. Just anyway. hang on. Uh, Always a professional. So taking place on the uh, entries are due for this on the 26th. It's the Puget Sound Pro Am Comp. Uh, this is one up in Seattle, basically. Uh, you can brew with a pro, so get your entries in May 26th. Uh, again, this all these uh, events we're going to be listing off are on the website under events. Uh, May 16th, Left Hand Brewing Pro-Am Comp. Uh, I think the entries are due on the 16th, so if you show up with them, sounds like they'll take them. Uh, May 20th, San Diego International Beer Festival, and they're having a homebrew comp, so those are due the 26th. Make sure you get those in. Uh, the 30th is Saber, taking place in Washington. And uh, in June, there's the Schwartz uh, Brewery Homebrew Comp. That's taking place in Australia. Uh, check that out on our events page. And uh, more beer. They've got their monthly special going this month. They, uh, there's What is it? Make beer this summer. So you click on Regan. He's sitting yeah. in his little inner tube on the website. Yeah. Temperature control. control. Temp control. Mm. Conical stuff. Oh, man. So that's pretty much all I got. Short list. And, uh, oh, yeah, White, White Brothers. Yeah. Polish up your game. Oh. Because we're going to kick some ass this summer. Yeah. Calling them out. There we go. Thank you to White Labs for sponsoring Chat's announcements. All right. We got to try to get the Whites to go out to the uh, golf tournament in, in back east, too. They should. Yeah. I have talked to them about it briefly, but uh, it's a long way out for them. So yeah, it we'll is. See. That would be nice to see them out there. Tasty, are you thinking about going out yeah, to I'm that? Thinking, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. All right. It's good. on my calendar. Okay. Very cool. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll keep you updated about that kind of stuff. All right. What else do I have to do for you? You've got mail. Kick ass. Just a couple things in the feedback today. Uh, I did get another uh, blobber glooby glooby glop uh, BFF request. <laughs> even though I don't know that this contest is even is even real yet, but uh, we are still getting uh, essays to, for who can be blobbers BFF during NHC week. There was a. Did I tell you they were talking about? That his BFF should just be like a blow-up doll that they would, uh, you know, chain to him the whole time. But I don't know that the or that the AHA would be too happy about that. No, it would, I doubt it. I mean, we're already kind of like the people they have to worry about. <laughs> and then, you know, one when of are our, they going to cross the line? Huh? Yeah, one of our listeners is dragging around a two-hold blow-up doll all week long. <laughs> yeah, with that yeah. with that O face. Yeah. Surprise and pleasure in the same. Yeah. Configuration. She's got a flashlight in one hand and, a, and blobber glop in the other. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, here's uh, this this essay. JP, I think you'll like this one. Dear Brewcaster, so, why I should be Gloober Bleepy Blops BFF at NHC in 200 words or less. Do those words count? I guess not. Okay. I can be a real asshole and, asshole and fuck him. That's why. That's it. I could be a real asshole and fuck him. Yeah. Well, may- yeah, maybe that's. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're using the wrong. Uh, well, there was a comma. Yeah, I here. thought they were two different oh. statements. But I guess it could have been one statement. Uh, it's like, while he's sleeping, he's going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> I could be a real asshole and fuck him. That's why. <laughs> Chad. I think that's our best essay yet, to be honest. It's pretty good. So It's heartfelt. You can certainly feel that. Yeah. yeah. Chad gets it. All right, here's the long one. Uh, Justin and friends, I uh, just want to say thanks for everything. He says a lot of nice things about us. I appreciate that. Uh, really likes the show and the lineup and um, even started donating and bought a hoodie and a T-shirt. Thanks a lot for that, brother. I appreciate it. He has a suggestion for a new show concept. Uh, 
He says, uh, about all of us love food and love to cook, so pairing food and beer is one of the most difficult tasks I've had to learn. While in culinary school, we were trained to pair food with wine, but... As many restaurants move into today's era of beer, many chefs and civilians don't understand how to pair or cook with beer uh, to its fullest extent. So he proposes to create a show that focuses on the elements of flavors and food and beer pairing, maybe having uh, Sean Paxton as the host. Uh, He's practically a brewcaster anyway, as he uh, notes here. And anyway, uh, yeah, just give some... uh, uh, ideas of how it could run each episode and uh you know i love the idea but uh i'll tell you the problem with developing new shows right now and that is that uh, i already have a gaggle of people working Ooh. for free uh for me and i just i feel terrible before you know it i'm gonna have like the largest staff in in beer and not one of them gets a paycheck it'll be amazing uh, which, by the way, is a feat in itself. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, I, think, I should write a book about how to do that. Yeah, really. I think it's just like being in the real beer industry. I'm sure, Adam <laughs> can attest true. to that. It's yeah. you know, you you yeah. do a lot of work and you don't get anything for it. Yeah. Yeah, even the guy at the top doesn't make any money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that being said. You know, hit that donate button, sign up to be a member, and uh, support the BN, because all that money does go back into the BN. Just ask all these guys who've never seen any of it. Uh, it all goes right back into the BN. So, you know, the day that we can uh, expand and do that, then uh, I'd love to put on shows of all... I mean, we've got ideas around here uh, coming out our our ears. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, love to do a food show. It's a great suggestion, and, and you're right, Paxton is, uh, is really a great... Uh, a choice, although it might be a real long show. Paxton likes to talk and breathe, <laughs> so, but he is the guy. I mean, he knows how to pair food and beer yeah. better than anybody I've ever seen in my life. Um, anyhow, so that was from Disco Fetus. He's a corporal in the Philadelphia division. Says Bruce Strong. Um, all right, another email. Uh, here's a question for you guys. It's from Phil Brazil, our uh, Brazilian contingent. He says, if after fermentation I rack my beer to a keg and I force carbonate it for a week at the desired pressure and temperature. Then I disconnect the keg from my gas cylinder and I leave it in the fridge. Great. Uh, how long will that stay carbonated? If I go back four to five months later, will it still be carbonated? Is his question. Yeah, as long as there's no leaks, it's yeah. not going to get out of there. It'll stay carbonated forever, right. right? If it's not leaking. Right. I mean, forever right. is probably a strong word, but uh, uh, you get the idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the beer will spoil before it goes flat. If you, right. yeah, if you, beer. for example, pay attention to last week's show about brewery maintenance, and you've replaced all your seals, and you make sure everything's doing well, you yeah. spray was, a little bit of. Uh, that was a great, nice, huh? great yeah. uh, thing you just did there. And, and if the tank is staying cold the whole time, it, the CO two is going to want to want to stay in solution, so it shouldn't leak. You know, it's yeah. Like, it's if you let it get warm, then you're kind of inviting it. some leaks. But if you're keeping it in a cold box the whole time, I'm, chances are pretty good it's going to stay carbonated. All right. Yeah. So there you go. Make sure you maintain your kegs properly, and uh, you should be fine, Phil. Don't worry about it. Um, I yeah. just want to say Token is in the chat room. Oh, is that right? Yeah. We haven't seen Token in a while. No, I know. I felt it was important to interrupt feedback for Yeah. Sorry. Maybe it wasn't. Seen a lot of Terrence the Black, but we yeah, haven't seen but, Token. You know, whatever. Is Token no longer Token because there's another black guy that hangs out? Uh, I don't know. He, You know, his, his chat name is what? St. Terrace? Yeah, he, he came in and he said, "Token in the motherfucking house." <laughs> so, he's yeah. token still. All right, where's his baby mama today? Isn't he supposed to? Uh, <laughs> he should be doing Mother's Day stuff. Maybe he is. You never know. All right, last piece of email. Uh, you guys, had anybody heard about uh, 
the AHA was putting on a contest for a Big Brew Day that if you, you put up a, a YouTube, YouTube video mm-hmm. of the Big Brew Day mm-hmm. and um, they'll they'll pick a winner and I don't know what happens. Anybody know what happens if they pick a winner? You win a book probably or something. <laughs> a no, glass. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happens. You probably win some ingredients in the membership. It'll be something nice. Something cool. You get to kiss Papazian's ring or something. Oh, nice. (laughs) Everybody gets that. Yeah. Hello. Uh, All right. Well, so the the mash holes, uh, or the mass hole, let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah. The mash holes. I saw this, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got that right. It's uh, they're in Western Massachusetts. It's a homebrew club. They had uh, they were they were notifying me about this. They submitted a, a video uh, to YouTube for the contest, and they were real proud of it. I haven't watched the video yet. I apologize, but they said it came out really really nice. And um, the video got pulled from YouTube. They just yanked it uh, right off there. They said that it violated uh, policies. Uh, in fact, they listed what it did. Oh, by the way, it, right before it got pulled, it had over seventy four hundred hits. Wow. It's had a lot of views. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's semi-viral. Um, let's see. Was it crusting over? Cause then, oh, talking about different things. I was trying to find their exact words. But there's, you know, there's different things that you're not allowed to do. Uh, it says, don't post videos showing bad stuff like animal abuse, drug abuse, underage drinking, smoking, or bomb making. Um, Drink- oh, because they were drinking beer, probably. Beer? I guess that's why it got pulled. That's retarded. Yeah, so... It's more likely because they were actually showing how to produce what could be a lethal amount of alcohol. All so, that's on so YouTube. You could, it's kind of like... Uh, uh, that's on YouTube it, all the time. It's, it's, uh, alcohol is a funny thing because it, it actually could be used in certain types of explosive situations, so they're probably just touchy about showing people actually how to make alcohol that could be distilled down into something... Uh, much different than beer. Good point. Well, they didn't really give them a, a reason other than they told them what policy it violated, but they didn't tell them which which portion. Well, the story has a semi happy ending because uh, the mash holes uh, they, they were they wanted to notify me about it to see if I'd ever heard anything like that before and to check out the video. And by the way, uh, I think like eight mash holes are on the anniversary bus, so they're uh, they've got their own little sub army, their own wow. division on the uh, anniversary bus, which is kind of cool. Looking forward to seeing you guys. Well, they contacted the AHA about it, and apparently the AHA was um, uh, aware that 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 had happened, um, and they were also concerned about it. So they're going to uh, the AHA decided, you know, well, we'll, well, you're still in the contest, even though. It's not on YouTube, and it's a YouTube contest. Um, you're in. Don't worry about it. We will vote on yours as well. It's it's in the running because we don't think it should be pulled. And also, they're going to attempt to contact uh, YouTube and find Good. out what the problem was and see if they can prevent this from happening again. So, in the end, he wanted me to know um, and wanted everybody to know that the AHA, a, a nice organization, and the, they, it was... Uh, it was Chris Frey, um, who, who, who's on the AHA Governing Committee. He's the one who responded and really has kind of taken action and, and, and made the decision that they'll, they'll be allowed in the contest and all that. So he just wanted to say, I'm stoked to be a member of an of a organization like that that is looking out for us and uh, letting us do the right thing. So I just want to tell you guys about it, too, because uh, I like passing along good stories like that. A good ending. That's a good ending. All right. I'm going to take a break. It's getting warm in Pacheco. <laughs> I hope the new studio's done soon. You can uh, turn on the yeah, AC. Yeah, what's up and, with that, uh, man? I saw the desk being built. Yeah, we're oh. building a desk, Doc and I, and uh, painting. And there's a lot to be done because we're trying to build it right this time uh, so we don't have all the sound issues that we have here. But it's going to be nice. It's going to be cozy. It's going to be a little smaller. It's in a smaller room. Great. We won't, we won't have a mountain of guests coming out to the shows anymore. That means you have to shower. 
It does? Yeah. Why? No, the AC will be on. I won't sweat. Yeah, but that means it'll be blowing. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. Circulating the air. Well, I'll think about it. We'll see. Appreciate it. <laughs> it's coming along. I don't know. I think we're still a month away, though. Uh, build a desk, and uh, it's, it's a long process. But anyhow, I hope it doesn't get too hot in that month. It's already yeah. starting, you know. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back. Let's get into the real business. We're going to start talking to Adam from Linden Street Brewery uh, about opening that place there in Oakland, being the the first production brewery in 50 years to uh, be in Oakland, which is really exciting. And we'll find out about the couple beers that he's going to be launching and uh, everything you need to know about Linden Street. 888-401-BEER, that's the number if you need it and you want to call, ask questions, or join the JIP in the chat room. We'll be right back. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Look at you brewing on this fine summer day. Sun's out, the kids are having fun, and I just got my shipment for more beer. But aren't you going to run into temp control issues with your ferment? Those yeast are going to fry. Eh, normally I would, but this is temperature control month at More Beer, and they're having a huge sale on all sorts of products to help me keep my beer cool while the yeast do their thing. Really? Yeah, like these things here. With this stopper thermal well, this firm wrap carboy heater, and this temp controller for that old fridge over there, I can keep my beer at exactly the temp I want when I want. No more high ferments, no more unhappy yeast. Man, i got to check this stuff out. You better hurry. The sale is only for this month. Well, all righty. Point me to your computer. And kegerator. I'm thirsty. Right over there. A wit, a May is temperature control month at More Beer. Come join them for huge savings on things that you need to make beer this summer. Visit morebeer.com and click on the picture of Regan keeping cool in the swimming pool. Temperature control month only at Beer Beer and More Beer. The Brewing Network brings together the winner of the Sam Adams Long Shot Competition and the most awarded home brewer in history to do battle in the next chapter of The Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Every episode, Jamil Zanishev and Mike McDowell lay their reputations on the line to brew your favorite commercial beer and put their results to the test. Perfect match or perfect drain pour. Tune in for the recipes, techniques, and interviews with the pros that answer the question, Can You Brew It? The Jamil Show, Can You Brew It? airs every other Monday on the Brewing Network. White Labs, your source for maltose mowing monsters, announces the White Labs Platinum lineup for 2009. Looking for out-of-the-ordinary yeast to make the best beer possible? The Platinum strains from White Labs are only available for a limited time and make your homebrew stand out. Through February, find Australian Ale, Essex Ale, and Dusseldorf Alt Yeast. March and April, it's Nottingham Ale, Abbey 4, and Mexican Lager Yeast. And May through June, don't miss Premium Bitter Ale, Belgian Wit 2, and Belgian Bastogne Ale Yeast. Keep up with all the great yeasts in the White Labs Platinum Program at whitelabs.com, where you can also join the White Labs Customer Club. Brew with the freshest and most unique yeast with the White Labs 2009 Platinum Strains. White Labs. It's all in the vial. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. 
to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. Welcome back to the program. What's this beer of JP's that we're drinking that's um, really not too bad? Pretty and tasty. By, and by not too bad, I mean it's actually pretty good. Drinkable, yes. Very good. Got yeah. a lot of age. He's on the phone. Nice it's a the phone. Uh, tell commercial you beer, maybe. Imperial, uh, <laughs> he took the label off of a, uh, of a Firestone Walker. I think it's Russian Imperial style that he had on Oak or something, yeah. Really good. The oak flavor is nice. He yeah, also nice. said it's pretty old and a year and uh, a half, which is not, you know this beer you can probably keep three years. Not that it's kept you know lasted this long and this good. But oak is something that kind of uh, fades away a bit. It, I got the feeling it wasn't an oaky to begin with. I think I it, see. Yeah, I know what happened. All the the B three guys keep their beer together. He must have grabbed one of Plissé's. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, you're an <laughs> asshole, kid. Oh. <laughs> no, now he is listening. Yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really nice beer. It is. It's great. Like He's it. got a scope on that gun, by the way. Jip, I'm liking this oh. beer. Oh, thanks. Thank you. What can you tell us about it? Um, it's an oatmeal stout that was... Uh, actually, this was... Remember when I wrote that Zymergy article? Yeah. That was the beer that I was talking about. So that beer that beer made it to the second round last year. Ah. Um, did you enter it again this year? I did, and it got a, 30, a 36 or a 38 or a 37 or something like that. But didn't advance. It didn't advance, no. Okay. Um, and it's just uh, oak cubes and, uh, you know, f- soaked with uh, Maker's maker's Mark for oh. two weeks, three weeks. Okay. Uh, aged for like three months and then bottled with a counter-pressure bottle filler. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. Then, um, yeah, and then uh, how long has it been sitting in this? It's bottle? It's been sitting in the bottle since probably this time last year. Cause, okay, you know, whenever whenever entries were due, first round. Do you have more of it? Uh, I have two more bottles at home. It's be, it'd be interesting to keep waiting and, and taste them separate times because this it yeah. held up really well. I think it's pretty decent. I, I'm actually really proud of it. It's weird the uh, the bourbon came through a lot more hmm. um, than uh, originally. Uh, some some of the oak kind of died down. I don't. My oatmeal stout isn't very malty, anyways. Mm. Um, it is kind of thin. Um, I kind of like it like that. Yeah, I'd say I'm kind of glad that the oak died down. If it were more oaky, I don't I don't know that I'd enjoy it as much. Yeah, it's but, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just kind of clearing out some stuff. I have some other beers we can try. Okay, I have, a, I have a 2006 Russian Imperial Stout from uh, from the uh, NHC in Florida. Oh, really? That was my first <laughs> NHC. Yeah. Oh, the conference beer. Right? Yeah, yeah, the uh, the twenty four hour pool. Yeah, conference that was good. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, you know what? I have uh, I have the CBC uh, beer from uh, you went to to the Crappers conference this year, oh, didn't I you, Adam? That, the, I didn't go to the show, but oh, I, you didn't. I went. I was in town though. Oh, you were okay. Yeah, I have the. You know, they give out a beer for that too. The official beer. We I could put that in the fridge. We could try it. It's in my suitcase. <laughs> I brought it back and forgot to put it in the fridge. It's fine. It's only been a couple. It's a little weeks. dirty yeah. underwear. It's been a couple yeah. of weeks. It's in your cellar. Um, I forgot yeah. to tell you. <laughs> that's right. That's my yeah. cellar. VW addict is on it the is phone. It is dark and yeah. dank. Um, it's a pre-drunk of the week call. All right. Hey, VW. What's happening, brother? Oh shit, man. <laughs> Getting your I, uh, I, Mother's I, Day drunk I on? I can't listen to you live on the web. I can't get on the chat. Really? So my only option was to call and talk to Bevo, and what did I get? <laughs> Something AD. better. Quivo. Yeah, you're having a tough day. Yeah, I'm fucked. <laughs> but I'm watching the Bruins kick ass for once, and 
don't know, drinking a few beers. All right, you sound out. like it. I'll tell you what, you're the drunkest drunk of the week I've heard in a couple weeks. Three, just just by listening five. to you. Seriously, right? Dude, I, it was a crapshoot every time I called in, and I would just fucking win drunk of the week like it was my job, but... Adam Adam doesn't like the F word. If you could yeah. not, uh... why are you shooting your crap? That's weird. <laughs> what the F word? Yeah, never mind. Can I say the C word? <laughs> sure. Depends on what it is. Say whatever you want. Cars, cash. Cadillac? You say cash all you want. <laughs> donate. Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> oh yeah, hit the donate button. Hey, so how? Uh, you know, you're not going to be able to call in later if you can't listen to the show or anything, huh? Why can't you listen? I, I have no idea what's going on. No. Like I, nothing. I'm I'm on the internet and I can't do shit. And I got an idea. I want you to uh, I want you to stumble over to your neighbor's house and just tell him, hey, I just need to borrow your computer for a couple hours. Don't mind me. I'll no, be over there I'm in the my corner. Laptop, just not give me shit. Uh huh. Well, like my I said, go knock on your neighbor's door and just say, look, you won't even notice. I'll be no, over there in the corner. I'll be fine. And uh, I got, I'm self-contained. Uh, and then let me know how that goes dude, for you. Dude, my neighbors are looking at porn. I'm not going to go bother them. <laughs> yeah. well, just put rubber <laughs> gloves on them when you go up. use their computer. You can, you can see that through the window? No, I'm just, I'm not walking out on that. <laughs> at all. Okay. All right. You know your neighbors better than I do, I guess. I don't know what's going on over there. Better safe than sorry. Where are you from, V-Dub? I forget. Uh, the northeast. Okay. <laughs> I'm right by the camera house in Granby. Okay. Oh, right by the camera house in Granby. Good spot. Right yeah, there. that's yeah. a good place. Here. All right, good sir. You are definitely in the running for drunk of the week. Uh, if you, oh man, if you're still awake, uh, call in after say seven thirty, and uh, that's probably the appropriate time. Well, seven thirty your time or my time because it's eight forty five. Whatever you yeah. can remember, you figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it must be a seven thirty into the future. So, so eleven thirty two. You got it. Or Greenwich Mean Time. All right, thanks, V Dub. Catch you later. Later, bro. All right. I figured that'd be a good warm up. Yeah, not yeah. bad. He's uh, it was a good one. I'm <laughs> sure you've made you you you've made a judgment listening to him for a minute or so while you're answering, yeah. and decided yeah this one's got to go through. Like, All right, let's do this. Now that's good call screening, JP. Nice work. <laughs> I like that. Chad, I won't tell him that I just put him on because I was bored listening to him. <laughs> Don't tell Jay that though. All right, Adam Lamoureux from Linden Street Breweries with us today. If you're just tuning in, and uh, it's Oakland's newest production brewery, and it's the first production brewery to hit Oakland in uh, 50 years. Mm, yes, sir. And uh, so, something I want to start with is this: is this Oakland thing that you have, Adam? Since I've met you, and, and it was probably a year and a half ago or so now, you've always been uh, really nice to the Brewing Network, and I appreciate that. And uh, and talking to you, uh, you you've been just really excited about your community, and Oakland is your community. And I, I want to know the, a little bit of the background of that. You know, why Oakland? Is that where you're from? And, and why did you get so involved in wanting to help the community there to want to open a brewery? Yeah, well, Oakland's not where I'm from. I, I did grow up in the Bay Area, but I actually uh, I spent more time out on this side of the hills. Uh, went to Clayton Valley High. Graduated yeah, there. local so you've, boy. You've been through um, Pacheco before. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, when my sister was going to DVC, I know this neighborhood so well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was turning the, some bitches out in this area not too long ago. <laughs> some big ragers out here back in the day. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, So I, I'm a Bay Area kid, but, but not an Oakland kid. But uh, I kind of got plugged into Oakland when I was in the Navy because I was uh, stationed out there at Alameda. So, okay. Uh, and this was, you know, 91 to 97. So... Uh, you know, back then it was 20 tank, 
for sure. Uh, Raleigh's was pretty cool back then. Uh, Jupiter, uh, but I, I did re- you work for Twenty Tank? Did I hear that? But in no, the past, no, no, I wish. Oh. I, <laughs> I, I should have. I'd love to get paid for all the time I spent there. But, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, I was I was in the Navy and I'd just gotten out of the Navy when uh, when Twenty Tank closed down, unfortunately. But uh, okay. But I, uh, my first job in the brewing industry, uh, Sean O'Sullivan gave me uh, over at Steelhead. And, oh, right. Uh, he was just uh, leaving to open 21st Amendment, and uh, his assistant, a guy named John Hathaway, was getting ready to replace him. And uh, so John was going to be needing an assistant. So that's how I kind of got in to the, to the brewing industry. But, um, yeah, so I, I, I knew pretty quick when I got out of the Navy that I wanted to get into the beer industry. I didn't. I didn't know if I'd be happy just working at a brewery or or what, or maybe even being like a bartender at a cool place like Tornado or something if I could score it. But uh, did you know that because of the copious amounts of beer you drank while on tour? Totally. And yeah. I was, you know, I was a geek. You know, I was really serious about you know wherever we went, I wanted to try the local beer. You know, when we were in Australia, I, that's where I got into the Black Lager. There was this uh, there was this beer down in uh, Perth, Australia called uh, Dog Bolter, and I. I uh, I'm I'm sorry I don't remember exactly who makes it, but uh, but yeah, Dog Bolter changed my world. I mean, that was actually the first real microbrew. It was dark, it was crazy looking, and as soon as I tasted it, I was just oh, that's okay. that's what beer can be. Okay, and uh, I was still I wasn't 21 yet though, so you know when we got back to the stage. I couldn't uh, couldn't follow that passion for a little while, but uh, but as soon as I turned 21, I. I just couldn't get enough of uh, all the different styles and stuff. So, but okay. yeah, eh, a sailor's life, I'm sure. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So when I got out, I just knew I wanted to get into beer, and I actually, I actually spent a short time in Hong Kong. <laughs> you know, I was uh, in in all our tours. When you're in the Navy, if you're a Pacific sailor, you stop in Hong Kong on your way to the Persian Gulf, and uh, Hong Kong didn't even have a single brew pub, right? Oh <laughs> so yeah. I was, I was just this crazy kid who was like, "Well, I'm I'm going to sell everything, and I'm going to go to Hong Kong, and I'm going to try to start a brew pub there," you know, and. Uh, you know, me and a buddy were over there for about eight months, and we gave it a good go. <laughs> but, okay, yeah, but we realized maybe I should like actually work at a brewery first, and like <laughs> actually know how that kind of stuff works before I uh, get my get my dreams uh, too far ahead of me. Yeah, so, that's ambitious. Yeah. Just finding the need is not enough, right? Just yeah. you know, filling the void. Yeah. Exactly. So I got the job at Steelhead and had a great chance to uh, kind of go between the San Francisco, because back then it was a San Francisco and a Burlingame uh, shop. So okay. the San Francisco uh, brewery was gas-fired and the uh, the Burlingame brewery was, was steam-fired. And a guy named Amol runs the brewery down in Burlingame and he's just great. He was a perfect guy to work for. And John Hathaway, he's still, I consider him one of my closest friends. He just, I learned a ton from that guy. So so we had a good chance to uh, see the, what pub brewing looked and felt like and i learned pretty quick that i as much as i appreciated making three or four different kinds of beer every week and that's the nice thing about a brew pub is yeah. you're not locked into anything it's what are we doing this week you know what's seasonal what's in the fridge whatever you know it's, that's it's, fun it's, it's that is fun but uh but you're brewing in a fishbowl you know i mean there's people especially the san francisco uh, mm. pub i mean that was literally in a glass box that you know when it's fisherman's wharf you might have like one percent of your clientele being locals, and the other ninety nine percent are are just people you know from out of the country or out of the state so 
a lot of people taking pictures of you, you know, just trying to do your job, you know, <laughs> yeah. it just, just felt really weird. I just always wish we had this big curtain, you know, that we could right. just, you know, kind of... You're still hung over from the night before, you're feeling like crap, and they're taking home videos of you. Yeah, exactly. I, I really, I, I haven't gone to a zoo since, you know, and uh, <laughs> it's just, I have a lot of respect now for the monkeys at the zoo, you know, and... Uh, yeah. So I, you know, about a year after I was at Steelhead, uh, opportunity came up up at Anderson Valley. They were needing a seller guy, and I just, I was like, yes, yeah, you know, production brewing—that's what I want to see. So, uh, so I got a chance to uh, be one of the guys in the cellar for a little while up at Anderson Valley, and it was a total pain and foul Allen's butt, and you know, just I was young and cocky and just ready to you know <laughs> ready to change things or whatever and yeah i, don't think I will I, I don't, shake the world up exactly and i don't think anderson valley needs to change too much you know so so uh and plus there's just it was an eye-opener in the sense that uh you, there's no apartments in mendocino oh. i mean it's not oh. it's not like you can you know i'm this kid who was living in berkeley at the time a lot of trailers i, just, I think yeah, yeah it's like unless somebody has like a room above their barn or yeah. something you're not there's no place for you to stay you know so for a for a good chunk of my time, I was actually living out of like a Volkswagen bus when I was up at Anderson Valley. And nice. Lucky for me, one of the guys, uh, a guy named Dan Houck, who uh, who lives up there and works up there, he, him and his wife uh, Loretta were just so kind to actually, you know, let me stay in their spare room when it was really cold. And you know, and, oh yeah. And, uh, that is the only reason I made it as long as I did. But but I came back to the Bay Area, and then from production brewing, I actually went to Whole Foods okay. and did. Uh, did some beer and wine buying for uh, for Whole Foods, so I got a chance to kind of see all the different sides of the beer industry and just you know, I always knew that Oakland was the place. You know, I mean, I d- I never understood until we actually you know signed a lease and yeah. really kind of had to know what Oakland what it really meant in Oakland. But I always kind of felt like it didn't make sense to me why Oakland didn't have a bigger beer scene. And uh, well, and it used to, right? I, I mean, oh, fifty years ago. Uh, tell me, you, I'm sure you did plenty of research about that. Uh, yeah, 50 that years ago, 150 years ago. You know, so Oakland's first brewery was uh, founded in 1852, which was the same year that the uh, that the city was incorporated. And a lot of people don't know that, you know, the the original Anchor is is a brewery called Anchor Steam Beer Brewery, which was founded in Oakland in, in the in the late six, 1860s. Okay. Uh, before, before our friends in San Francisco uh, went on to infamy. But, uh, yeah. you know, so Oakland actually has a very rich uh, brewing history that goes way back. And uh, yeah, up until uh, up until the fifties, over over half a million barrels of beer came out of Oakland. Uh, and then the last production brewery shut down in nineteen fifty nine. What brewery was that? Uh, well, it was an extension of a brewery that was called Golden West. And I think when it finished up, it was actually called Pacific Brewing. But uh, okay. but it was basically Golden West, and they 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 had a label which is really the last sort of label that Oakland was known for, kind of like Lucky Lager in San Francisco. Uh, it was called Golden Glow. And uh, a lot of the old timers in Oakland still remember Golden Glow, and and if you work if you worked for like the port or the railroad, you got a free, you got like a free pint every day or something from the brewery. It was some crazy. Wow. There's all the the because we're actually in the port of Oakland, so we get a lot of like really cool old Union guys, you know, between Union Pacific and the port and everything. And so yeah. they, they they got some wild stories to tell about all the all the breweries that used to be uh, right around where we're at um, out there in the port. So, Well, if you did that, I don't know that you'd ever be able to make enough beer uh, nowadays if you yeah. said everybody down at the port gets a pint. Yeah, no, exactly. It'd be uh, it'd be tricky, but uh, I, I don't think it'd be a hard time. Get, it'd be a good way to get people to actually see that West Oakland's not as bad as, uh, as they might think it right. is. You know, it's a... We are definitely in, in one of the rougher reputation parts yeah. of town, but you've been to our space. There's, I don't, I, there's great I, little pockets, you know? Yeah, I don't think it's rough at all, actually. But you're right. I mean, if you go, that's with any any big city. Uh, 
you know, if you go three blocks in the wrong direction, I think in your case it's even a little farther, but you know what I'm saying. You can be on a very safe and nice street, and if you make a wrong turn two blocks in any big city, uh, you get yourself into trouble, and Oakland yeah. is no different. Yeah, and I don't, you know... High I, number streets. And I don't, don't go there. I don't, <laughs> right. I don't mean to, you know, sugarcoat anything. I mean, you could, you could Google the, you know, the map in Oakland of where all the murders happen each year, and yeah. you could see where we're at, and it's not that far away. We're a good <laughs> chunk of them happen every year, so it's... You, you, you gotta, might have some bodies underneath you gotta be your aware. Uh, yeah, you got to be aware of all that stuff, but at the same yeah. time, you know, it's uh, it's such a huge opportunity, and just in the in the process, you know, it's taken us a long time to get to the point where we're actually getting ready to launch, and, uh, you know, we've, we've generated so much goodwill, and I, I just can't tell you how many, you know, people in the neighborhood and just people who are from Oakland are finding out about us, and they just... They're just really excited to have some, you know, people in Oakland are starving for something to be proud of. And, uh, you know, obviously it's on us to make a good beer and, and really, you know, try to nurse that. But we're, they're meeting us halfway just, just being willing to do it in Oakland because so many people for so long haven't been willing to. So yeah, I, you, you can't measure that. You know, it's, it, it's, it's did really you, incredible. Did you find out any reason why there is not there has not been another uh, microbrew? Uh, well, let's not forget that there is... Uh, Pacific Coast. Exactly. Uh, you know, and the guys in Pacific Coast, they started their brew pub there uh, in Old Oakland in 1988. So you're talking over 20 years ago. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, I always tell people that they're like the guy at Mavericks who served for 20 years before anybody came out there to to see what the, all the hype was about. And now it's world famous, you know. And I think it might be kind of the same way. I might be, uh, you know, one of the early guys to kind of catch on to what Pacific Coast knew a long time ago. But I yeah. think... I, I mean, I already know. There's lots of guys talking to me about, you know, their interest in Oakland and, you know, trying to hopefully do it a little better and easier than I did it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I think uh, I think it's just one of those things. Oakland has a has a real reputation that's uh, gotten way ahead of it, you know. And yeah. uh, people let you know, sort of, if if the story on the street is like, oh, it's impossible to do anything in Oakland, you know, the government's corrupt, blah blah blah. Except run. Then, is the, that the story on the street? Yeah, typically. They, yeah. I mean, the story is that Oakland's really hard to do anything, and it it's not the easiest city. I mean, you look at cities like Emeryville, yeah. they kind of pride themselves on making it very business-friendly, and, and uh, you know, they're more concerned about, uh, what, <laughs> you want to open a business? Cool, you know, just fill out this when paperwork. When you start? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas Oakland has a lot of um, procedures that you got to, uh, you got to do them right, and you, you better, you'd be, you'd be very well off to do them right the first time, because... It really slows you down when you when you don't. So I I ran into a bit of that, and um, you know that 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 goes with inexperience. You know I'm okay. You know so I just think Oakland's reputation. You know it just it was easy for people to just kind of write off Oakland and, and just go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, lucky for me. You know I mean there's no other city the size of Oakland with the demographics of Oakland. We're talking Cleveland, Detroit, you know Atlanta, cities like that. That has no production brewery. Hmm. I mean, you're, Oakland's like the 42nd largest city in America, and it has no production brewery. San, yeah. Le- San Leandro has a production brewery. You know, <laughs> Berkeley's got a couple. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous that in a city of industry, it doesn't have one of the oldest industries in the world, let alone America. Um, you know? It has so, the oldest, I'm sure, but you know, the prostitute. But, um, oh, yeah. good point. <laughs> how Very did you? Point. How did you? Uh, how would you know that? I just I've heard things. Oh. I watch a lot of TV. Craigslist yeah. ads mainly. Um, 
feeling out the craft beer scene in Oakland. How, I mean, was there anything like that, or do you just know, especially being in the East Bay, it's gonna people are gonna go there, and, and you know from going to different shops and stuff in there that people are starting to get high in beers, restaurants, and whatever. Um, are, are is that kind of a gamble, or do you know, hey, this they want it? Yeah, I think I think it, there was a little bit of a gamble. I mean, I think I always had confidence, but I didn't realize how how much potential there was in the early days. I mean, everybody knows Cato's, Ben and Nick's, Barclays. I mean, there's great beer bars in Oakland that have been there a long time. But uh, yeah. you know, when I when I signed a lease at my place, this was way before the Trappist, and I think uh, I think the Trappist is what really gives me the confidence mm-hmm. to see what's possible because that place has been open for a year and a half now, and I mean, there isn't, a day, the, yeah. Yeah, there isn't a day of the week that it isn't four deep at that bar. And, it, and it's, not, it's not about yeah. price. It's about these are two guys that are so serious about their beer that they don't, you know, they don't apologize for it. They don't, you know, they don't try to cater to everybody. They say this is our definition of what, you know, what we think good beer is. And obviously a lot of people agree with them. Yeah. And, and they're rolling, you know. So, and, it, you know, it, the Trappist is an interesting story in the sense that, uh, you know, we were just moving our brewing equipment into the space in uh, the fall of 2007 when they were getting ready to uh, to open okay and uh and and we kind of uh we knew i, I forget where i read an article about them and they were, there was all sorts of yelp reviews like when are these guys gonna open because people have been waiting a while for it and uh finally we we got in contact with each other and they I think I talked to Chuck the first time, and Chuck was like, "Wow, we're we were just getting ready to call you guys." So there was uh, definitely this thing kind of pulling us together, and and Chuck and Aaron were nice enough to come over to the brewery, and we had a little sample that we had made while the the equipment was still over at the previous place, and um, and they liked it, you know, and they wanted to carry it, and uh, you know, so those guys from day one uh, have been really you know supportive of of what we're doing, and uh, and I think it's I think it's great for us to have a place like the Trampist because yeah, you know, I mean that's that's the next level in beer when you know you'll always do fine in the places that just have 30 beers on tap it's you know pub grub they have clientele that's been going for 30 years you know it's a lot of neighborhood folks things like that yeah you'll do fine there but uh for somebody to open a place like they did in the neighborhood they did when, yeah, when it was... like like jp said when nobody saw it coming yeah. i mean it wasn't like i'm so i mean i go to lucas i enjoy lucas but lucas is not the trappist i mean that's a different Lucas is kind of what they would expect you to do, you know, have some good beers, have some good food, but you also got to have plenty of the other beers that, you know, yeah. the, the people will want, right? You right. know, and it's like, Trappist never did that. Yeah. You know, Trappist never, you know, felt like they had to carry any of that stuff, you know, and it works. It works for them. Yeah. And you know, if you're coming to NHC, if you're coming to the anniversary party in NHC, you you will no doubt see the Trappist. Yeah, Old uh, Oakland's right your, next to the Old Oakland's your spot. You got Pacific Coast across the street, and yeah. then you got Trappist around the corner. So it, it's going to be a it's going to be a fun little stretch of town, I think, uh, yeah. during that week. Now let me ask you this, Adam. So it's been it's been a while since you started this project, and you've just gotten the okay within the last couple of weeks to, to brew a beer. So how, how long are we talking here? Let me ask that first. Well, we are uh, we signed a lease in uh, March of 2005, so we're just a little over four years into this. Wow, that you've um, been in that building. That we've been wow. in it. Uh, you know, the first obstacle we ran into, so 2005 was when the, when the craft beer industry kind of made a turn towards the upside again right mm-hmm. it was kind of it was kind of flatlined from the early 2000s all the way till then so that was what kind of drove my decision i kept seeing these you know prices on used beer equipment in the market and i just i just 
I had to I had to go for it. I figured I can do this, right? So I found a space that I loved. You've been there. It mm-hmm. just it just called right out to me. It's like, yes, this is where I would make beer. Yeah. But unfortunately, I just I was probably one or two months too late because everybody else decided at the same time they were going to jump in. I, that price uh. that price point just got to that point where a lot of people jumped in and then I kind of had a budget where I was hoping to find brewing equipment for around 50,000 and uh, all of a sudden, that stuff disappeared. It was gone. I see. You know, and you know, so all of a sudden, the equipment I would would want was more like seventy five thousand. And like I said, being inexperienced and not really seeing the big picture, I kind of freeze and say, "Well, I, you know, I wasn't planning on seventy five, and the next thing you know, it's a hundred thousand. Oh then, wow! And then you're like, "Well, I'm out." You know, but you've already signed a lease at a space, so there was a good stretch of time there where we were just. We were just buying time. You know, we had to wait for the market to kind of heat up and, you know, kind of, you know, there was no way we were going to compete. But at some point it was going to come back down. And and that happened in 2007 when uh, when Dan from Bison uh, decided that he was going to move his production uh, to then he was going to move it up to Butte Creek uh, up in uh, Chico. So I live three blocks from Bison and Dan Dan knew my situation and then he so he called me first and luckily and he said hey you, if you still want equipment i i have some here that you know i'll sell to you so great so we jumped on that that was the uh spring of 2007 and then his lease expired in berkeley in uh in november of 2007 so that's when we dismantled it and and moved it all over to uh to oakland and one of the first real big sort of uh-oh oh shit moments in oakland was when we realized our gas service was too small because it's a gas-fired kettle and our our gas service was too far away from the space and it just wouldn't supply enough btus for our burner so okay so all of a sudden you know you get that your plumber says you got to call pg and e you know and 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 he's got that look on his face like this is not going to be good for you you call the construction department you got to be having a big checkbook yeah yeah exactly so you know you didn't even think to ask about that when you got the building because you just assume that if it's an industrial building i'm going to have enough gas it's fine exactly or at the very least i would have never guessed that it would take that long to get a new gas meter either you know it's like even if i do need a good new gas meter what can it take you know i mean pg and e is a big company right so so we it started. You, you, so you get in contact with PG&E, and what they do is they send somebody out to just kind of see the place, just mm-hmm. just to see what what it is you're talking about, and they take some pictures, and then all of a sudden, you know, a week or two later, you'll get this letter saying, "Okay, for you to get this new meter, this is what we need. We need spec sheets for every single piece of equipment in this. You know, they have this whole list so that their engineers can take all that information mm-hmm. and decide. You know." And that whole process, you know, from from when we sent our first letter to PG&E to when we actually got the meter in, uh, took about a year and a half. Wow! Yeah. So we start we we sent our first letter in in December of 2007, and and the meter was actually installed uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, so so it. Uh, so how do it's you? Crazy. It, it, I want to ask if you don't mind. I, I I know everybody is thinking this. How do you pay for a building that's not producing beer and not selling beer for four years? I don't understand how oh, you can... Because yeah. I know that you're not a, a rich man, right. and you're not a trust fund baby. Yeah. Uh, so I just... I can't imagine how you... How did you pay that, that uh, rent, that lease? We have we are fully maxed out on plenty of credit cards right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we probably ran out of money close to a year ago. But, you know, this is where you get into that situation of, you know, the difference between trying to sell a house and selling a house on fire, right? You know, mm-hmm. and it's like... 
even if we weren't going to make it, we had to get this place up and go. You know, it had to be licensed. It had to be open because that's something that we could offer. Uh, Whereas if it was this like half finished, you know, you might get what you paid for the equipment. You know, at the end of the day, we would have lost our shirts. So, you know, we really had no choice but to say, you know, even though we don't have money, let's go get some credit cards. And, you know, and we had. I will say, and anybody who's probably gone through this process kind of knows what I'm talking about. You always run into these like these stretches where you think you're close, right? You yeah. know, you, 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 something happens. You know, I, 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 I've always been so optimistic. Like even when, you know, a year ago, PG&E, you know, said, okay, the engineers are happy. You know, it was last summer that we actually paid for our gas meter. You know, yeah, and uh, so. <laughs> I was feeling like, you know, we're closed. Even when I saw you guys on the CBS show in uh, in January, I felt like, you know, we're not that far away. But uh, you're always a lot further away than you think. So, yeah. so you just you you really don't have any choice. And in, and that's another benefit of choosing a place like Oakland is that we have this beautiful space and in a perfect kind of neighborhood for what a guy like I'm in. I'm I love you know trucks and trains and ships and all that stuff. So I'm loving where we're at. And yeah. But it's a dollar a square foot, you know, and we're okay. our space is, you know, just a little less than two thousand square feet. So, you know, just yeah. hunker down, you know. I was uh you know, it. I was working, you know, I was uh doing I went I went into the reserves, you know, did some you did, okay. did some reserve time, you know, and things like that. Just making a few bucks where we could just to uh, and do not like I mean, the only reason that we're even still here is because of somebody like my wife being willing to, you know, continue to work full time, watch idea. it all just go down the drain. <laughs> Never mind our par- her parents, my parents, you okay. know, anybody that had a dime to spare. You know, it's like you're going to need them because yeah. there's no way if you don't have the money yourself, there's there's not a bank out there for you. And that that was that became kind of the motivation for me, too, you know, in the sense that. There's no room for entrepreneurialism in production brewing right now. You know, the way the model works right now is that if you want to be a production brewer, you got to do what I did. You got to buy equipment. You got to, you know, you got to spend all this money before you ever even sold a drop of beer to know if the people are even going to want it. Yeah. You know, and I, in everything I've learned, I can kind of understand why the banks looked at us like, you know, even though we came in and said, Oakland hasn't had a brewery in decades, we want to be those people, you know, it's like, we're yeah. going to the bank says well how do we know that this is going you know there's no sort of track record or anything to show that that that's really even possible so yeah. if you're not prepared to like just find a way to do it without the bank don't even don't even try or if you own you basically have a house that's paid off and so you you got some kind of collateral that the bank can go well as long as you put your house on it you know yeah. fine you know we're not homeowners and <laughs> we didn't we didn't have any of that stuff going so we just that's that's ultimately why it took us uh, you know so long is you know and that's the thing that probably kill, keeps more breweries from starting than anything is undercapitalization you know it's like it's just the idea of of you know it takes a long time and if you're not either part of a group with investors or you got that bank loan in place, you know, you probably aren't going to be able to buy enough time. And, yeah. and our landlord is a big part of that, too. I mean, he has been incredibly, um, he's working with us, you know, because he knows our situation and he sees how long and how hard we've been, you know, trying to make this thing happen. But that's great. If, if he had, you know, if he had been like he would have been in his legal right to be on those months where we just couldn't pay the rent, you know, he, he could have said, hey, I appreciate your energy, you know, good try, but you got to go, you know, yeah. so it's by the grace of a lot of things that uh, that we're even here to even to make a go at it really right but, um but yeah no we just uh 
we had no choice, ain't nothing to it but to do it. You know, <laughs> and it was, it got well, to that I'm point. So, I'm so glad that you've made it through. I, I can. I sense that you're not out of the woods yet because, you know, you've just brewed a batch of beer. Uh, you're, you know, you've gotten the green light. You're allowed to do what you're there to do now. But I'm sure that doesn't mean that you're, uh, you know, you've, you've gotten over the, the, over the hump. You need to get rid of that beer. You need to sell it. You need to pay what you've been spending. Yeah. But I'm so glad to hear that you at least now, at least now you're in control of it. Like I fe- every time I've talked to you for for so long, it just it felt like things were out of your hands at this point. You just had to ride it out. Mm. At least now you get to, you know, get your hands in there, make yeah. beer, and-, and and I would say you know for any aspiring you know entrepreneurs or anybody thinking about opening their own brewery, whether it's a pub or a microbrewery. I mean, rule number one in entrepreneurship is fake it till you make it, you know? So, <laughs> All right. you know, you just, you just can't stop, you yeah. know, you just got to be out there. You know, I mean, I think that's, I think one of the other things that saved us is in the last uh, couple of weeks, we actually found a small bank in town that was willing to take a chance on us, okay. you know, and, and, wow, uh, and a tough time to do. I'm surprised you have that time. happen now, but yeah. it's because we've been on the street, you know, it's because we are, you know, we're out there and, you know, we got bill brand uh, articles to show, you know, that's the thing we didn't have four years ago when we first got this crazy idea right. you know so that's the that's the key of not giving up is that you know you can you can eventually you know it's just a lot harder and it's on your own dime but you can eventually get the kind of um sort of material that you know people with the money would like to see to really be willing to to take a chance on you but it doesn't doesn't happen quick or easy you know and yeah and if we you know basically if we had for whatever reason, uh, some bank give us two hundred fifty thousand on day one. We probably would have been open two years ago, but because we didn't have that kind of money, and we had to like, okay, well, if it's going to cost thirty thousand for a new floor, how long is it going to take us to save up enough money for a new floor? You know, kind of thing. And just we really had to just do it piece by piece by piece until it got to where it is. Right. But I think you kind of feel it though. I think that brewery felt feels like it wasn't just like designed by some sterile firm and you know it's just like I agree. It, it's not a, it's just not this like oh we, we paid all these pros to you know this really is something that we put together ourselves and and I, I think you know I think that kind of comes through and I like that about the place is that it it doesn't feel so uh professional i guess yeah <laughs> but uh well but it's not that it doesn't i mean it looks uh, as professional as any brewery i've i've ever seen uh but i but you're right it has a it has a hand-built feel to it it has a this is my place feel to it so yeah i yeah. really lo- i think i love the location just as much as you do to be honest i would have walked into that building and said yes in a second yeah too. it's like where else would you make beer you know and yeah. anybody who sees that place would know it but uh but yeah and it's you know i mean little things even when we bought that equipment you know the companies that could actually rig that equipment out of bison and onto trucks and over to our place you know they all wanted like twelve thousand dollars to do that you know we're sitting there going yeah twelve thousand dollars to go like five miles if that you know really you know and so i'm sitting there so i had to do the math you know and like well what's a flatbed cost you know what a chain hoist cost what you know what are all the things i could possibly need to do this myself and you know i came up to like maybe two thousand you know and i'm sitting there going well, as long as I don't make do ten thousand dollars worth of damage, I just you know I got to do this myself. So, yeah. so me and Mike, you guys met who works with me over there at uh, Linden Street. You know, we taught ourselves how to rig. You know, we spent a week basically seeing what happens when you pick a fermenter up this way and just kind of learning <laughs> learning how you know how to do it. And it took us about a week, but 
but we did it. We got all that equipment out the door by ourselves. You know, it came into Linden Street a lot easier than it went out of Bison. But uh, yeah, you could have just had was, Chad carry it for you. Yeah, I would have loaned him out. But it was great. You know, it's like I, I at the end of the day, I kind of appreciated you know not having that twelve thousand yeah, dollars. you know, because I, I learned something. You know, and it, it's definitely going to uh, benefit me in the future when. Uh, when even if I'm the guy, you know, talking to the guys who are going to be installing the tanks, it's like at least now I'm going to be speaking with some level of uh, experience and not just like, <laughs> right. well, really, does it cost that? Okay, yeah, you know, now you so, know. Yeah, you'd probably open a second place uh, pretty quick, I think, at this point, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> knowing yeah. what you did. Yeah, right after my uh, root canal. <laughs> uh, I do have a couple quick questions. Then we're going to take a break and come back and start talking about beer. But some questions from the chat. Um, someone asked about health inspections. Uh, you know, how are the health codes different than, say, a restaurant would have to face up to? Absolutely, and, and this is definitely a California thing. I will say to anybody who's thinking about doing any kind of brewery. Uh, check your local codes because every every I mean Oakland is different than Berkeley, but as far as California is concerned, uh, where the health department comes in is if you're a if you're a retail uh, establishment. So if we were opening a brew pub, then the health department would be would be our sort of um, governing sort of body, uh, and they'd be they'd have pretty strict strict regulations as well. Okay, um, but because we're we can do retail sales out of the brewery, like dock sales, but basically we're a wholesale facility. Mm-hmm. So um, the health department defers to ABC in that situation. So as okay. a microbrewery, we don't deal with the health department, but ABC has its inspectors, and you know they have their health codes and everything. And so okay, um, so we are we are. Somebody could come knocking on our door any day, just like anybody else, but it wouldn't be the health department. It'd be more like ABC. Okay. And someone else, I think, wants um, some some clarification about your your licensing because his question is, uh, why couldn't you contract brew while you were waiting for your license? But I don't think that's the license you were waiting for this whole time. Well, you know, you in a per, if I had known then what I know now, that's how I would have started. I would have I would have taken that space. I would have turned it into a warehouse. I would have. You know, gone down to you know maybe say Drake's. You know, I know those guys, and I would have said, "Hey, I got Brew some ideas beer. for beer. You yeah. know, I know you got some tank space. Let's go. You know, and I would have let it sort of happen organically until we could afford to actually put a brewery. But uh, but what we ran into was, um, you know, I just I just wanted it to be in Oakland. You know, I mean, this was all about Oakland. You know, okay. I, I didn't want to make. I mean, that's what Brothers did, right? You know, they made their beer up at Golden Pacific, and and they called it. Oakland's beer and it's like I just I was tired of people being duped so so I you know I kind of got into the process with the space but uh, what happens is you get into this situation with between the gas uh, between the gas meter and just having open uh, building permits from the city Mm -hmm. um, you're not going to get any business started whether it's a wholesaler or anything while you have permits that are open in a space so i got myself into a position where there was nothing else i could do as long as these permits were open and these permits were not going to get closed until our gas meter and everything you know so it just was this sort of self-fulfilling sort of thing so yeah if we had been smart we would have paced it out yeah we would we would have started with something like a type 17 license which is like your wholesaler's license here in california just to get going you know and like even if you're not making a lot of money on that beer you know you're paying a brewery to make it for you and then you have the type of license that allows you to to go out and actually sell it to bars um I just wasn't patient enough, and, right. I, and, and I like I never thought it would take this long either. Mm-hmm. Of, of course, yeah. uh, why would you? Um, okay, how about one more question? We'll, we'll take a break. Um, will you be distributing your beer outside of California, or are you gonna 
uh, only only be in the state here. You have plans about that yet? Uh, I do have plans, but uh, I'll sell my beer in China before I sell it in Nevada. So you know, when if we, I don't, I don't, I don't plan on us ever growing out of California. But if for some reason we had we had enough juice in in the entire state of california that we were thinking outside of it yeah i'd be putting my beer on a boat for a billion beer drinkers you know it's uh you know i'm i'm a businessman and i'm in uh, the port of oakland you know it's uh there's a billion beer drinkers with my name on it so it. okay so i'd probably be more likely to get into exporting which is something that isn't happening at all in the well great effort is being made to export more micro brews out of America, but it's still compared to how much <laughs> Danish, wide open. how much Belgian, how much German beer we get in America compared to how much American beer we send out. It's, yeah. it's mind boggling. You know, I thought you were just hating on Nevada for a second. I was like, yeah, all right. I mean, China is not my first vote, but sure, Nevada. yeah, Nevada no, stinks. But I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm looking no. west. You know, I'm not even, uh, you know, I'm not yeah. to Hawaii, <laughs> all the yeah, way to exactly Hawaii, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's. Take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to start talking about the, your choice of beers. And maybe you can help us uh, uh, learn what it takes to make a good uh, common style and uh, even the dark lager, too. So hang in there. we got Adam Lamoureux from uh, Linden Street Brewery. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. BN Army members, are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at NicoBrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Cascade, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Fuggles, Holler Tower, Northern Brewer, Sots, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, and Willamette. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate shipping and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a Brewing Network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. In the past year, the Brewing Network has been able to add two new shows, expand our studio capabilities and quality, and bring more beer information home to you than ever before. In no small part, this is due to subscribers like you. Thank you from all of us at the Brewing Network. Without your monthly support of any denomination, we could not bring you the very best in live beer radio like Can You Brew It? Brew Strong and the Sunday Session. Haven't signed up yet? Join your fellow brewers in the BN Army. Sign up today at thebrewingnetwork.com for a recurring donation as little as $2 a month. Besides all the great live radio you'll support, every subscriber is automatically entered in monthly raffles for amazing brew gear like a conical fermenter, a temperature control system, or your own draft setup. Become a part of the BN Army today. Oh, the night that Patty Murphy died is a night I'll never forget. Some of the boys got loaded drunk and they ain't got sober yet. As long as a bottle was passed around, every man was feeling gay. O'Leary came with a bagpipe, some music for the play. That's how they showed their respect for Patty Murphy. That's how they showed their honor and their pride. 
They said it was a sin and a shame, and they winked at one another. And every drink in the place was full the night Pat Murphy died. As Mrs. Murphy sat in the corner, pouring out her grief, Kelly and his gang came tearing down the street. They went into an empty room and a bottle of whiskey stole. They put the bottle with the corpse to keep that whiskey cold. That's how they show their respect for Patty Murphy. That's how they show their honor and their pride. They said it was a sinner's shame and they winked at one another. And every drink in the place was full the night Pat Murphy died. So Mrs. Murphy couldn't tell the time And that a quarter after two We argued it was nine That's how they show their respect for Patty Murphy That's how they show our runner and our pride They said it was a sin and a shame And they winked at one another And every drink in the place was full of night Pat Murphy died Outside some dance saloon They all went in at half past eight And staggered out at noon They went up to the graveyard So holy and sublime Found out when they got there They left the corpse behind That's how they show their respect for Patty Murphy That's how they show their honor and their pride They said it was a sin and shame And we winked at one another When every drink in the place was full of night Pat Murphy died Some of the boys got a load of drunk and they ain't been sober yet As long as the bottle was passed around, every man was feeling gay Oh, Larry came to bagpipe some music for the play That's how they show their respect for Patty Murphy That's how they show their honor and their pride They said it was a sin and shame and they winked at one another And every drink in the place was full of night, Pat Murphy died Well, every drink in the place was full of night, Pat Murphy died you will let you feel like. Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. It's the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. Justin made his mom work in the garden today for Mother's Day. <laughs> I didn't make her. She enjoys working in the garden. Yeah. I did make her clean the kitchen, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what are moms for, right? Well, just a half a day off is nice. Yeah. I gave her a half a day off. I took her to brunch this morning. <laughs> took her to brunch. And then I said, uh, we got to go. Don't you got some shipping to do or something? <laughs> I was sitting out there rapping with her, and she goes, I think I'm going to make mimosas my new thing. <laughs> yeah, she had a couple of mimosas. Oh, yeah, yeah, lit up today. Yeah. Or liquored up and hand her a vacuum. That's Mother's Day in the Crosley house. So that's how we roll. By we, I mean I. Yeah. <laughs> and probably Chad. 
Hey, special shout out to Nico Brew, our new sponsor this week. Oh, uh, nice. I want to thank them oh, for yeah. su- supporting the program. You can go to NicoBrew.com. Check it out. All kinds of hop varieties. So uh, they say hop shortage, mop short, whatever you Portage. Yeah. yeah. You can get some hops over there. So go to NicoBrew.com and uh, thank them for supporting the show today. It's, uh, it's a big deal every time we get new sponsors. And uh, it's a big deal. That our old sponsors put up with our bullshit and stick around too. So uh, thanks to every one of them. It's uh, couldn't do it without you. So thanks a lot. All right, hey, let's start talking beer with Adam. We got through the. Uh, you must be so tired of that story. Well, it's going to be a good story uh, to, for you to have, but now you get to start talking to people about beer for the rest of your of your brewery life instead of the how how you become a brewery. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> it's it's like we were talking about earlier before the show. I mean, it. W- I needed a place to, if I wanted to make beer in Oakland, I needed a place to do it. And yeah. now we have that place, but I feel like so does anybody else who wants to make beer in Oakland. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, I look forward to hopefully it not being my story real soon and it being more just like who's making beer in Oakland and, and look at it go. Yeah. Kind of thing. Well, so. I think that your whole, uh, your story in the beginning is already got Chad ready to quit his job and uh, get a new credit card. And I could oh, yeah. totally do that. Like five. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh, and, and Chad knows I'm, I'm still trying. I'm pitching for you know a, a pub in Oakland called Tasty McDole's. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know it's like I mean it'd be it'd be an instant classic. It w- who wouldn't go? I was ta- yeah. after we talked about this. I I, yeah. I talked Tasty about it too. Just tell it, who wouldn't go drink at Tasty McDole's, whether you know them or not. That's just it's perfect. If it's not tasty, we wouldn't be pouring it. That's for sure. <laughs> that's your that's oh, your shirt. That's our motto. Slogan. <laughs> exactly. You'd have you'd have your guest beers and you'd have your tasty beers. Oh, I mean, so. oh yeah, on. yeah. We can have those. too easy. Yeah. Tasty McDoles. It just sounds tasty. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's be- refre- I'm refreshed already. I don't even have to have a beer. I'm already refreshed. Why go anyplace it. else if you think about it? I mean, come <laughs> yeah. On. Well, it doesn't sound like Mike's gonna be making much money then if you feel refreshed by not even going there. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's just me. Problem. You make it sound like dry mouth Mc wants. <laughs> A drink. Yeah. That's yeah. a good bar name. That's so, how you sell so beer. So stay tuned, Bay Area. Tasty McDowell's coming to Oakland soon. <laughs> hey, and real quick, by the way, who uh, who said yes to your beer already, Adam, before uh, we start talking I'd, about it? I'd hate to put anybody on the spot, but I think it's pretty safe to say Trappist is going to be our home away from home. Great. As far as, um, I, I really, nice not just, uh, yeah. you know, not just hopefully they'll take our, our common lager and anything else we're making, but uh, I really would like to work with guys like Nathan Smith, yeah. uh, who is a much better brewer than I'll ever be, and, uh, you know, you know, maybe collaborate and do like a house beer for the Trappist, like a seasonal. Oh, cool. So we've been, you know, kind of throwing some ideas around, and, and and hopefully we can talk those guys into, you know, making something like that because they they should have a house beer. They're so popular. I mean, it would be uh, as long as it was something that they approve of. Um, I sure. Think, I think it'd be a hit. So well, and Nathan Smith. Uh Oh, he's a rock he can star. Make one heck of literally a, and of a house figuratively. Beer. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He does know what he's doing, and he's he's one of the sweetest guys uh, I've met. Yeah. You know, as far as uh, as yeah. far as brewers go. So he's got a nice ass too. You can say it, Adam. It's <laughs> all right. He has a nice front too. You know, does, eh? <laughs> There's a rumor that uh, that Nathan and cone. JP might uh, play a little rock and roll at the anniversary oh, party. Oh, yeah. I think, oh, I think Nathan I would, might shred for us. I would be stoked. Yeah, yeah, be cool. yeah. yeah I, I, I want to extend the guitar solo uh, to Stan does. I just want to hear or him whatever. shred for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Willy wah! <laughs> Measures. Willy, willy, willy <laughs> I'm, I'm writing I'm writing it for him. <laughs> You're already writing it for Nathan? Yeah. You ought to maybe leave the writing to him. You think? <laughs> uh, maybe. Try it again. Let me hear it again. Willy, 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 willy,
Nah, you're all right. It's pretty good, right? <laughs> That's not bad. A little too much Wawa there. But yeah. <laughs> but it, but as far as you know, without getting into details, we're actually gonna we're gonna kind of stage it. So we're gonna start with ten accounts, and okay. uh, and we're actually gonna focus more on restaurants with with good beers, you know, and um, any yeah. bottles to begin with. No, just draft. No, just all draft. Okay. So, um, so we're, we're the hope is to kind of get into the restaurants that wouldn't typically have like n- local microbrews like ours, and kind of change that whole culture. Just to get um, into McDonald's. Just yeah. <laughs> hey, they sell Heineken. That would be groundbreaking. The McDonald's in uh, drive Hong- a beer. The McDonald's in Hong Kong, you can get Heineken. You know, it's yeah. sweet. I would. Yeah. S- and what be, else? I'd supersize that. It's the only <laughs> super thing. Size. Supersize that growler, please. <laughs> yeah. Give me a small fry and <laughs> take a Magnum of. Uh, Common lager, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. The uh, and then from ten, we'll probably go to something like twenty five, where we'll start por- plugging into more of the uh, the typical like pubs and beer bars, things like that, and uh, okay. and then and then kind of just see. It's just hard to tell, you know. We're uh, we're such a small operation. I don't I don't want to open the doors too wide too early, just because we're not big enough, and and it is such a big city. So we got to really kind of uh, we got to pace ourselves. Okay, and so. You've decided on your flagship beer as being uh, Urban People's Common Lager. That's its name. Yes, sir. Dedicated to your community there, um, which is a it's a it's a steam beer. It's a common uh, a, a Cal Common. Is that what we that what we have to call it? I, I think that's what the as beer judges call it. Yeah, yeah. California yeah. Common Style, so that you folks know at home. Uh, obviously, it can't be called a steam. Be- Anybody who makes a, a, a steam beer can't call it that uh, because Anchor has that uh, patent on it. So you've decided on a California Common. Before you tell me about the, the ingredients, uh, why? Why did you decide on that beer? Why is that your flagship? Well, the space we're in was actually originally built in 1890. So, you know, we that's a lot of the charm of our place is just how old it is and industrial. And it really makes you kind of picture that era, you know, in Oakland uh, mm-hmm. during that time. And so I got really kind of interested in, in learning more about that era. And that's when I really learned how deep oakland was into the steam beer brewing um business i mean like i said anchor brooklyn there were a ton ton of steam beer breweries uh jack london wrote about steam beer you know so uh that kind of like sort of flipped a switch for me in in the sense that you know if oakland hasn't had a brewery in 50 years that means most likely in for all intents and purposes it's been forgotten so we got a story we need to tell and i I mean i'm sure there's all different ways to tell that story but we kind of thought well a good way to do it would be to make what we kind of imagine those beers could have been like back yeah. then, you know, back yeah. when this building was built and blah, blah, blah. So like so we're kind of using the style to help people understand that, you know, this was in Oakland before. You know, we're not doing anything necessarily new. We're just taking something great that Oakland did before, and hopefully we can do it great again in a, in a sort of more modern, uh, hopefully hip sort of way yeah so uh but it's really mostly just about helping oakland sort of understand that um that it deserves to be proud of a beer style like that and and that california common is the only truly american st- i'm surprised more people aren't religious about california common yeah in the sense that it is the only truly american style beer it's really that, a good point that that was that was originated here in our shores you know we can all make pale ales and ipas and whatever and and we can definitely put our west coast spin or wherever you're from but at the end of the day that that lineage is outside of our shores whereas mm-hmm. whereas steam beer or california common that's ours. Nobody can nobody can take that from us. And so those of us in the Bay Area, we should just be yeah. so thankful that we can kind of we can revive that, you know, in 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 an industry where we're all kind of 
trying to differentiate ourselves because everybody's doing so well and everybody's growing so fast. This is almost a completely untapped sort of idea in the sense that how about everybody around the Bay Area get religious about California comedy yeah. again so that, that we can, you know, preserve something that was so prevalent, you know, 100, 120 150 years ago. You make me want to go grab Schumann's American flag bandana and just put it on right now. But I feel very patriotic after that. Yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, and put on some pants while you're at it, will you? <laughs> I will do that, Thanks. too. Yeah. You should feel Oakland-otic. Well, it's, but it's American. Yeah. It's an American style. A- absolutely. And, and, and this is where I, you know, I... I'm hoping, you know, over time that we can actually show, you know, the guys over at Anchor and the big guy in particular that... You know he can trust us. You know I yeah. think I think steam needs to be released. I get how the story has been that oh well it's not really a style. It's just sort of a slang that people used and we coined it and it's not you know yeah it's not what you make. But the truth is steam was steam. You yeah. know and and breweries were making it in Oakland and Idaho all over the West Coast. You know and and uh, you want me to go have a talk with Fritz? Well, it's not about that. I think it's on us to prove to him that we're not a threat. You know I think it's on us to sort of show. You know, Anchor makes as much beer as they want to make. You know, they're not trying to grow, and that's what I love about Anchor. They know what they want to do, yeah. and they do it. They're not, you know, they're not, they're not on some track that everybody else is on. And uh, so, if if they're at that point, then what are they worried about? You're not trying to make more. Now would be the time to sort of open up that style. You know, when I think of Vienna Lager. I think of Negro Modelo. If I'm if I'm trying a new Vienna Lager, I'm very likely to try a Negro Modelo just to see how it compares to the sort of the the the, the poster child for that style. Right. Irish Dry Stout. I'm gonna put it next to a Guinness just because that's a way for me to. I feel like more steam beers out there would kind of bring a lot of people back to Anchor Steam that maybe they haven't tried in a while just because they had it. it wasn't that they didn't like it, but it was just they moved on. And maybe a new steam beer would make them go, "Wow, how how does that?" compared to anchor you know like how yeah i gotta go get me an anchor to see how that one sort of sizes well up, i didn't you know? even put these two together uh because I'm, I'm pretty slow let's face it but uh on on a day of our anniversary it, it we're gonna do just that we're gonna start with the anchor steam and you'll be tasting anchor beer fresh from the brewery and at the end of the day you'll be tasting uh urban people's common uh fresh from the brewery at linden street so some of you are going to get the chance to do just what uh, adam's talking about that's pretty cool exactly and, exciting. and you know and maybe you know i don't i have all sorts of ideas on how they might you know sort of open up to it but maybe it's like sort of the fritz maytag seal of approval like maybe you actually have to go to anchor show him your creds like hey i'm in the bay area <laughs> yeah you know yeah. this is this yeah. is, you know i'd like prove to him or them you know whoever the powers that be that you know this is this deserves sort of the uh the anchor steam seal you know like he's like the simon cowell of the uh, you'll have to uh <laughs> and, and i would have no problem with that you know I'd, I'd be happy to put like his seal of approval if we could um but it's that's one of my biggest hopes is that it won't be california common much longer or okay. co- or common lager you know i i really I would love for uh, for steam beer to be what it what it's supposed to be, which is uh, you know. Can you just yeah. call it steam beer, but with two e's? <laughs> Steamy beer. You know, I know all sorts that. of different yeah, people. Have tri- yeah, people have tried all sorts, and I'm not I'm not trying to play games. You know, you like, want I'll, it, I'll call you it genuinely. I'll call want it common it. lager, California yeah. common. You know, that's that's fine. But at the end of the day, you know, I just I hope to sort of lead by example and just yeah. you know show nothing but respect. But at the same well, time, like not back. You know, not let. I'm, and I'm not saying this is what they want. They're not trying to scare people. I don't think they're trying to scare yeah. people away from making that style. But I think a lot of people who wants to call their beer common anything, you know? Yeah, like common exactly. is such a, I, I mean, I, I'd love to know how that even 
how that California common even became the style. You yeah. know, like they couldn't come up with a, you know, White Labs calls it San Francisco Lager. That's kind of nice, you know, or right. like, you know, or whatever. But but California common, it's a, it's just a strange. It's a strange thing. It but, is uh, strange. Well, I think you approach it with a lot of respect. Actually, I think it does sound like you, you know you don't want to skirt the issue. You don't want to. You, you don't even want the fame that Anchor Steam has. You you're really respecting the beer, and you want the beer to have the fame that it that it should have. So I get that. And, I respect and, that. And that would differentiate the the Bay Area beer scene. You know, if yeah. this was just like D- uh, Dortmund. Or yeah. or Cone or you know all Excellent these places point. that have their own you know you can only get that style of beer in that area. It'd be a way for people to kind of go. You go to the Bay Area, you're going to try steam beer. Yeah, you know? and it, it's like and then and you, all the travel guides about the Bay Area. It would it would become so it it would enrich yeah. the culture, not just you know for everybody. I feel, but you know it's a it's going to be a process. Well, tell us about your beer. Uh, is it a very traditional uh, style? Have you made some changes? What's in it? Well, I'd say uh, it, it's not traditional in the sense that uh, we are kind of along the anchor lines. It is probably hoppier than what you would have found in the 1800s, early 1900s. Uh, we're coming in probably around 39 IBUs on ours. Um, we are we are following the anchor model as well, and that we're only using Northern Brewer hops. Okay, um, which I read in in Ray Daniels' book uh, that that's what they do. So I kind of said, well, if it works for Anchor, I will. You know, it's like yeah. I will definitely uh, I will respect that. So I went out and bought like ten thousand dollars worth of Northern Brewer hops last year. You know, you and just kind of loaded up. If if that's what we're going to do, that's what we're going to do. So. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of follow those sort of sort of standards, but uh, it's not the same color as Anchor. Ours is theirs is more copper. Ours is more gold. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm happy to say we're we're basically seventy two percent base malt. Uh, how does it work? Twenty eight. So nine percent uh, Vienna, nine percent Carahel, and then nine uh, percent Munich. And uh, okay. the first batch of the common lager we made, we actually just did eighty uh, percent base malt. 10% Carahel, 10% Vienna, which a lot of people like, but it just didn't quite have, I don't know, just didn't have the mouthfeel and sort of the depth that I was looking for. So so we're going to start adding Munich to see if that kind of gives us what we're looking Munich one. And I'm, and I'm using do? all environment, by the way. What does Munich add? Oh, that's what I was going to ask. You're using all environment organic malt too, right? Yeah, unfortunately, Carahel organic isn't, isn't here. It's a pretty rare bird. So I can't get the Carahel in organic, but everything else I can get organic. So, um, okay. so I go that route. So why the Munich and increasing that? What, what does that do to the beer? Well, I think it, uh, from, from what I can tell so far, it definitely it, it deepens the gold for sure. Um, it, it certainly adds a toastiness to it, um, and it certainly adds mouthfeel. Um, it's just a, it felt a little thin to me when we were just doing Vienna and Carahel. Um, and I might tone down the Munich a little bit. I don't, we'll see, or maybe, maybe try something a little different, maybe a little more Vienna and, and no Munich. And just, you know, we'll play with it. But, uh, but yeah, it just, it seemed like it was missing something. So, okay. but I, I like to, and my personal philosophy is I like to start from 80 10 10 like any style mm-hmm. of beer i'm making i like to kind of like get in the ballpark with an 80 10 10 recipe okay and, and then kind of see where i'm at and and i can adjust my base you know i can adjust my specialties but i think you know and i'm i know with homebrewing it's a lot different than you know on the bigger scale but well not necessarily I think a lot of, when you put it like that i think that's a great model to design a new recipe i like absolutely. that idea yeah, it makes sense you know and it's like i i, I get so many homebrews that it, you know it's got like eight different malts you know in there and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. five different hops and i i mean because well, we can and sure. it's fun you yeah. know i mean i'm not saying you shouldn't have fun brewing and get crazy but you know for me it was more 
I need to really know, I need to be able to like kind of sculpt this thing and chip away at it and really kind of know why and what it's doing and mm-hmm. rather than just kind of throw a bunch of different things at it and not know exactly right. what made it so special. So, um, 801010 works for me and you know, it's, um, it's just kind of, you can't go, you can make pretty much any style with that, with that kind of, uh, mentality because yeah. a good base and then whatever two specialties you need, you know, maybe you, if it's a really dark beer, you need one or 2% of a, of a, you know, of a roasted malt of some sort, but for the most part, you know, three, three malts and you should, you should be in the ballpark. I like that idea. Tasty, what do you think about that grain bill that he said that's kind of his, his final for the, for yeah, the it sounds great. I think it's, uh, it's got a nice, uh, simple, uh, Simple, you know, simple view of things, and I li- I hear what Adam's saying in terms of uh, it's hard to tweak a recipe that's got like five or six different malts because you don't really know the contribution from each one of them. So yeah. keep it down to a minimum. You can uh, you know make some changes. Like if you know if you've got so many malts that the most anyone any one of them is is like two percent, where do you go from there? You can all you can do is like drop it or something like that. Yeah. You can't like you know bring up the Munich or or, or lower the um, the uh, Karastan or something like that. Right. If I remember right, I think I remember John Plisse is a big fan of Munich in, in his yeah, beers. Well, big fan I, yeah. of malt, you know. They're common in, in like West Coast IPAs. A lot of those have. Uh, oh yeah, have Munich. I think the twenty one A IPA has Munich in it, right? Yep. Is and, that give it kind of that that drier characteristic also? That mount, toasty, that toasty, biscuity, mouthfeel, yeah. yeah, sweetness. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's oh, like another way other than crystal malt. You can. I was yeah. just gonna say, I think. German crystal. I mean, it's just basically yeah. Weirman doesn't do a crystal, so, so Munich is kind of where you go when you're trying to get that kind of. Uh, I see that that sort of character. Is that like a thirty L or something like that? Uh, less. Uh, Munich two is I think around fifteen uh, L. Okay. I believe. So yeah. get- but they do make they make like a Kara Munich. Oh, that's right. Which is up yeah, there, and right. uh, they have a whole Kara line. Um, yeah. You know, so that. it's it's it, everybody's different. You know, um, but I I love Weirman. I think Weirman is. Hands down, like anybody, I, I feel I feel like Weirman gets more credit for like the people who like our beer than I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I really think those guys. What's making... What's the difference when you taste their malts compared to another malt company? Well, and I got to say, I'm not a I'm not professional enough to really say um, you know definitively. But I, you know, I've hang, hung out with enough pro brewers. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I know you guys had Dan Gordon on here last year singing the praises of Weirman, and yeah. those guys ordered directly from Weirman. They're so big, but. Uh, but you know, I've met guys that went to Weinstefan, and and we talk a lot about malt because when you come out of Weinstefan, it's it's also a malting um, degree you get there, mm. not just brewing. And uh, and you know, and they and I won't say them by name, but you know, the organic uh, domestic grain that you can get, um, you know, some of those guys wouldn't even consider it chicken feed. You know, like the level of quality just of the actual grain mm. compared to what guys like Weirman Weirman are doing, um, mm. it's it, it's a lot different. So okay. um, I. I have used a bit of the Gambrinus out of Canada. Their mm-hmm. uh, their organic pale is really nice. I like it, but it, I just you know I I I ended up uh, going with the Pilsner from Vireman just because uh, I, I'm treating the steam beer almost a lot more like an alt beer in the sense that if you're making an alt beer, you're typically using Pilsner uh, malt. So mm. I kind of wanted to um, you know sort of respect that and, and sort of and it, it's it, I like it. I like the Pilsner uh, the Vireman pills a lot. Okay. And what's your? Uh, are you still playing with your mash temperature to try to figure out how uh, how to get the yeah, most out of your malts? Yeah, we're pretty limited. I mean, luckily we won't have to worry too much about that. I mean, temperature obviously matters, but mm-hmm. um, we're we're a single infusion system. We don't have steam jackets in our mash tun, so for us, it's don't be too high. You okay. know, you can be too low, and you can always add more hot water. But 
come in hot and you're going to really kind of hurt yourself on that front. So, um, so that's kind of the, what I've sort of figured out so far. Uh, Dan from Bison, he's also, um, teaches, uh, brewing at like, uh, American Brewers Guild and things like that. So oh, okay. he's really knowledgeable and he gave me this great, um, equation that helps you figure out like if you have a single infusion setup there's a there's an equation that you can do based on how much how much grain at this temperature at this weight plus how much water at this temperature at this weight gives, yeah. you, gives you this temperature so that you can add water another amount of water at another temperature to get you, so you could almost find a way to do a step infusion just by different volumes of water at different temperature but mm-hmm. i haven't quite gotten bold enough to uh, tackle that <laughs> yet so so we're just sticking with uh you know if we can we'd like to get uh, our mash temp somewhere between 145 and 150 okay um, because it is a lager even if it's a lager that ferments at ale temperatures practically it's uh it's a good you know we're gonna get pretty much what we what we want out of it as long as we hit that window um, it could go a little higher, but I wouldn't want to go too much higher than that on the on the initial strike temp. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then you say uh, just Northern Brewer all the way through. Uh, Northern, how many hop additions is that? Uh, we played around with it a few different times. Uh, the first time we brewed it, we uh, we did just one 60-minute edition, and that was pretty hoppy. Uh, and then we kind of switched to a a 30 and a and a and a Whirlpool edition. Uh, and I, I like that. I like a 30-minute edition and a Whirlpool edition of Northern Brewers. So no 60, just a, thir- just a yeah, 30 no, and a... Yeah, no 60, just a 30 and a 15. Interesting. So, so uh, and, and we'll probably try a 60 and a... Or, excuse me, a 60 and a Whirlpool just to see, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Northern Brewers, it, it tastes... I like it when it gets fully asomerized, but... Um, I don't think that really needs to be what drives the beer, you know. I think you get plenty of it with a 30-minute boil, and I love the aroma, so I'm all about the aroma of Northern Brewer. Keep it Brewer. in there, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't... Yeah, it's a little bit much when we do it on the 60-minute. And as I, far as your I amounts, find. is it? The, are you pumping it up at 30 minutes then? I mean, to try and get that 39 Yeah, IBU exactly. It, we, we put as much as we need to get the 39 IBUs, yeah, yeah. So we, you know, we'll... Uh, is it considerable, is, or is it a lot more, or no? It's not much, okay. yeah. I mean, for what we're doing, it's not... I mean, compared to what guys like Bear Republic and, you know, Speakeasy and these big, you know, high... And the other thing is is that uh, the common lager is designed to come in no higher than 5.5%, so we don't need the... You know the big IBUs to to balance it out. So so comparatively, I don't think we uh, we go through the kind of hops that a lot of guys go through. But uh, but yeah, but yeah, it's a uh, it's 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 a cool hop coming in at that in that nine to ten alpha range. You can you can you can really do a lot with it. You know, it's a uh, it's great as bittering and aroma. So mm. it's, I feel pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that we that uh, we kind of got plugged into it because I I like it a lot. Okay. Well, that's pretty simple. Uh, now, fermentation, um, what yeast are you using? Uh, so we are, and this won't help uh, a lot of your home brewers out because uh, these guys, I don't think, make, make them in uh, small pitchable quantities, but there's these guys in Colorado called the uh, Brewing Science Institute, uh, and uh, just really nice guys. I think it's like a two- or three-man operation, but uh, just great to talk to, great to deal with, and uh, they have a... They have a really nice strain of uh, of steam yeast that, I, that okay. I, it's uh, their strain is uh, L12, and uh, and and I like it. So we get our yeast from them. Uh, I know I know a lot of the other breweries. I think uh, Drake's has recently got some yeast from them, and uh, I'm pretty sure Roger over at Triple Rock is uh, is is given given them. Twenty One A has as well. Triple Rock. Yeah. Oh yeah. Triple yeah. Rock. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Rock. When it's when it's all said and done. Uh, I think uh, BSI Brewing Science Institute will be a um, a pretty well uh, 
they'll do pretty well around here because they, okay. they, they, they have a really nice lab and they do great work. Okay. And uh, you mentioned that this is a, it's a lager, mm-hmm. but, it, but you don't really ferment at lager temperatures. Right. And, and I know how, how geeky your uh, listeners are, so I probably don't have to tell people this, but, you know, real quick, this whole thing came from the gold rush, you know, in, in California, and you had all these European immigrants showing up, you know, for the gold rush, but, you know, by then they had their lagers in Germany, so they, they had already come to love them. And so when they got here and they couldn't find loggers, they were pretty bummed out. Okay. But, but this is the 1840s, 1850s. We don't have refrigeration back then, and this we don't have the climate for loggers the way southern Germany did. So we had to get creative, and I don't know exactly how they did it, but they, they cultivated a strain of lager yeast that could ferment at you know Bay Area temperatures, which is typically around 57, 60 degrees. So it's a, it's a lager strain. That, that ferments at a little warmer temperature to, to satisfy the uh, the European taste. <laughs> okay, but not so. quite as warm at, as an ale. I mean, still no, down no. at 57. Yeah, I, I'd say the, the magic window, I would have to say, is like 57 to 62. Okay. Um, like, so with us, we've tried, we tried the lighter, the common lager. We typically like to do that one more close to 57, like just longer, slower, tighter. Uh, the black lager, I let it go. I let that thing go 62 because I don't mind if it's got those esters and the round sort of. I don't. I, don't, I want that yeah. kind of to be more on the malty, um, you know, just sort of bigger feeling beer. So I let that one go a little warmer, and it goes a lot faster too. That one, that one can be done in like two weeks typically, and uh, the common lager takes more of the classic kind of three weeks, like anger. Mm-hmm. You know what's cool about the common too is the traditional uh, cool ships. Is that something you ever considered? Or oh I mean, what, man, don't, don't even get me started. Yeah, I'd, someday. You know, <laughs> I'd, I'd love. I mean, what, I mean, what is a cool ship made for our listeners? Well, so the idea would be uh, being able to again before they had refrigeration. The only way you could cool down the beer was through physics. So what they did was, you know, they made it as they made as big and shallow of a container as possible. Um, so that when the beer hit it, it cooled off as fast as possible, and, and uh, therefore they were called cool ships. And a lot of people, like, there's all sorts of different versions of why steam beer is called steam beer, and a lot of people think that it's called steam beer because of how quickly it cooled in the cool ships, and um, and, and because it gave off so much heat and steam, hmm. th- therefore they was called steam. But I tend to believe the uh, more the story that because typically secondary fermentation was happening at the pub, right? I mean, back then... Primary fermentation was happening at the brewery. Then they were putting it in the in the in the wood keg, and it was going to the pub. And then it was it was the pub owner's job to sit on it for 21 days before he tapped it. Really? And you can only imagine what's happened. A beer back that you know probably sat in the alleyway, you know, for three weeks. So when yeah. when they when they knocked that bung, I bet it I bet it blew a serious head of steam. So yeah. So my guess is that's really where it got the got the name steam was just because because um, they were all always getting tapped at the pub, but um, full of pressure. JP hasn't tapped anything in years. I don't understand what that means. I just tapped the switch on the floor to talk. <laughs> to use your microphone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone wanted to know if, uh, if if by cool ships you meant like the Enterprise and stuff like that. <laughs> those are cool ships. Yeah, that's actually. a very cool ship. And that <laughs> ship that you probably were deployed on for a period of time, that's a pretty cool ship. Yeah, I was on a carrier. <laughs> I was on the carrier. Actually, uh, Christian uh, from Iron Springs mm-hmm. and I were both in the Navy at the exact same time. Oh, really? He was on the U.S. Yeah, he was on the USS <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, yeah. which is a carrier across the pier from us, which I was on the Carl Vinson. So, 
So, wow. so yeah, we both got out at the same time and both decided to get into the exact same thing. Right. Um, real quick, uh, uh, someone in the chat room wants to know what a cool ship is for our, uh, quote, listeners. We did it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He just has no idea what a cool ship is. I wasn't we, paying attention, so I may have missed yeah, it. Yeah, we already said it. Okay, great. Because cool. Chad asked the right question for... Cool ship is basically what you're using so that you can begin primary fermentation. Okay. It gets you from way too hot to add yeast to it to, you know... Well, then and, and Tampa Brew needs to pay attention. That's right. Okay. And and if I'm not mistaken, by the way, uh, Rob Todd over at Allagash has and uses cool ships uh, all the time, actively. He does. They're not just there because they look pretty. Well, he and, uses and that's and that's where so we'll it gets... Talk to him that's where it gets really tricky is yeah. that is that actually he uses the more traditional style of a cool ship that's really what he does what belgian styles use mm-hmm. is is really what a cool ship is meant to be like what anchor has at their place is really just a great big open fermenter you know because they they have temperature control in there so the, the, they're using the same kind of concept in that it's really big and shallow but it's 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 more of a so fermenter than uh than <laughs> like <laughs> sorry <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, so like pretty quick on this. So that's yeah. that's the other tricky thing is that you know a lot of people don't consider cool ships as um, as necessarily primary fermenters as much as how you would get the uh, like cool ships used to be on like, uh, like Allagash and, is uh, is, yeah. is up in the barn. Yeah, you know, their cool ship is up in the barn, and they actually got flaps that open to right. the outside, so they're literally used also to inoculate, not just the cooling. Yeah, not a positive pressure room like maybe Anchor's. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Anchor's got <laughs> a clean room. It's, yeah. That's in a lab, exactly. Right. Like that, that beer that's going is not open to uh, to any sort of uh, zoomies whatsoever. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, which I respect. Which is really cool. It's fun to walk by the windows and just see that thing going nuts. Oh, yeah. I know. I, pretty I, cool. Except I, when I see all that slurry there, I just go, <laughs> you know, these guys probably throw away more yeast in a day than I need in a year. You right. Know? It's like, oh, gosh, like, how do I get some of that? <laughs> hook up hang the out green. around their dumpsters or something. <laughs> yeah. Now, Tasty, uh, JP, you know, either one yes. of you. I, 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 do. don't, I don't think Chad's brewed one yet. Uh, have you guys had experience with the uh, homebrew versions of, uh, you know, like the San Francisco lager yeast using the steam beer yeast before? Sure. Yeah, yeah I've done it once. I don't, I, yeah, I don't do a common too often. But, you don't? Okay. Uh, and uh, do you agree yeah. with the with the temperature range, that, that 55? Yeah, I would, yeah 62 to, is what, I, what it comes to my mind. That's you go 62 on right, that? Right. Have you, you've brewed with it, JP. I, I did it once, but I was, uh, when I was kind of first starting out and I was under the impression that you could really brew it at ale temperatures and for me uh in my closet at 68 to 72 is an ale temperature and it was not very good okay um and then i learned that an anchor steam ferments at 55 mm-hmm. oh all right yeah. um and since then i haven't done it because i figured um uh i don't know it's not my favorite Style like I really like oatmeal stouts and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I just that's the only reason I haven't brewed one. But uh, what else can you brew shot. with? The, I mean, is, are there other beers that people are other styles that people are using this this strain of yeast in, or do you pretty much just do a common uh, with that? Anybody have experience with using it in other beers? I know Jesse has at more beer. Uh-huh. He's used it a few times and done like some some porters and kind of that kind of thing. But uh, just to try it, yeah. Well, and he said it turns out really really good. Huh. Yeah. And the the hybrid category is a big category as yeah. far as like you could go light dark. You know, there's all you could you could go pretty much anywhere you want to go with that yeast. But I would say typically, 
if you wanted to win any kind of award in a judged event, you better come in looking and tasting a little bit like Anchor because it'll mm. it'll oh, sure it'll be perceived as out of style if it, if, it, yeah. if it wasn't. My guess, I don't know. But well, what's the? I mean, what's the the classic example of the style, right? Yeah, it, it's them for sure, for sure. So, but uh, yeah, our black lager, so you know, far. tastes like a porter, you know, and and we're making it with that steam yeast. Oh, you're using the same one. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. I think it was uh, Moon River. They were starting to experiment with the the logger, San Francisco logger yeast. Okay, let's we'll ask John. When we see him next. Now, time. if you yeah. get below fifty five, it gets a little sleepy. Is that what happens? Nah, no, uh, you could go. Uh, it starts getting sleepy at forty five, but uh, it, it'll just you know it's you just it, don't get the characteristics of the exactly. Yeast? That's I the, see. that's the thing. I mean, that's what I like about Anchor. You get the esters, right? Yeah, you you yeah. want the esters. You know, that's steam beer. You know, so. Uh, sulfur esters, those aren't a bad thing, you know, and um, you know, too much obviously is. But uh, so, if you did it too cold, it'd probably seem a little bit more like a Kolsch <laughs> than mm. uh, than than uh, than a California Common. So mm. that's the other part of it. You you you're almost having to um, you don't want to treat it too much like a lager because that's not what it is. Yeah, you know, in the classical sense, but uh, but in the technical sense, as far as the science of it, it, it is technically a lager strain. Okay. And then just backing up for a second, back to the boil, I wanted to ask you, because uh, what is your base malt? Your base malt is, is the, that's the, the Pilsner? Pils, I the thought pils, so. Yeah. So are you, do? I want to talk to you about boil time, because mm-hmm. we've talked about on this show plenty of times, and on Jamil's shows, you know, when, you, when you're doing a Pilsner, or, right. you know, using a lot of Pilsner malt, longer boil times to get rid of DMS and things like that. Are you doing a 60 or a 90 or a 120? What are you doing on these? We're doing a 60, uh, but, you know, I definitely agree, especially on the homebrew scale. 90 might not be a bad idea because you're not getting as vigorous a boil as you can. I mean, I have a 700,000 BTU burner, you know, on my on my burn, so I I can get a nice okay nice rolling boil that I You've, 60 minutes I I should have no worries on. But if for some reason I felt like I did, you know, like I did have something to worry about, I probably would just keep it going just to be safe. I you mean, would okay. But uh, but if I you know if I sense that it's just been a nice rip and boil the whole time. I'm not. I'm not overly concerned about it on the big on the big system. Okay, but, but on a small system, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. We can't get it ripping like that. That's yeah, for sure. So. No, not without losing your eyebrows or anything. If you're brewing outside, <laughs> you'll get some variability in boil too. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, just curious because it always comes up. You know, uh, those are sort of the reasons for longer boil times. So, uh, just curious about what we do. But oh, I guess yeah. you make a good point if you can really get it ripping in there. Yeah, which typically the big guys can. So it's not as much. But yeah, that's it happens. For yeah. Sure. If you get yeah this like real low pressure day and you had a hard time getting a good boil, yeah, you could easily end up finding yourself with some DMS. Okay. Uh, to answer our question about other uh, beers that we can uh, brew with with the San Francisco yeast, I got Hayes Brewer on the line. I guess maybe he's tried it. Hayes Brewer, what's happening? Hey, what's going on? How are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, Placerville. Placerville, cool. So, uh, what do you got? Well, I've got this um, Patazian Contrarian Lager recipe uh, that I'm brewing for AHA. It was in the current Zymergy, and it calls for this uh, White Labs 862 Cry Havoc. Which oh, I think yeah. is his signature yeast. It is. That's Charlie's yeast. Yeah. Yeah, and the characteristics on this yeast, I think, crunch. are almost identical to the Calcommon yeast. In fact, I think after I brew this beer, I may try brewing a Calcommon with the is, same yeast. You guys yeah. were asking what other beers you might be able to brew. Yeah. You know, with that yeast, I think this is one. Oh, that's a great tip, actually, because uh, I've heard good things about the Cry Havoc, but I was. Yeah, I've never used it. I, I'm a Y yeast guy, technically, but I'm trying to follow Charlie's recipe, you know, to a T here. Yeah, okay. In fact, i got to drop my chiller in about 30 seconds. All right, glad to hear <laughs> yeah, it. Well, thanks for the tip, brother. Get back to brewing. 
Don't forget okay. the world flock. Cheers. Thanks. All right. Bye. That's right. Oh, man. How many times have I... I do it all the time. It's the ingredient that you forget to buy is the problem. Oh, I see. It's not just that... I usually remember to put it in the boil if I have it, yeah. but it's the ingredient that you forget to buy, the Warflock. You go... Because you're so focused on that... You know what I'm talking about, Shad. Oh, yeah. You're so focused on that grain bill, the hops, you want it all just right, that you forget about that peddly little goddamn Warflock. <laughs> I think B3 sells them like six packs. Yeah. Eight packs. I used to always Big. go in and buy like one or two. Ten packs. They're like, you know, we sell like... Yeah. Ten yeah. packs. I'm like, yeah. oh. I'll sell you. Yeah, I should probably a grab box. a couple of those. We have, we have jars. Yeah, if I don't have a dozen, I have to go to the store right away. <laughs> yeah. We have a jar of 960. Oh, yeah. there we go. Give you a good deal Let's on it. Let's take the jar. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't go bad, right? It's just like no. fish guts and stuff yeah. or something, isn't it? No, it's uh, Irish moss and whatnot. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, uh, What's the one that's fit? The Isinglass is Eisenglass, the fish guts. Yeah. 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 Isinglass. <laughs> All right. And the other thing to think about is that, uh, you know, as far as the style goes... 1056, uh, California, was that California Ale? Yeah. Uh, that'll go down to like yeah. 52, no problem. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's, it, it becomes kind of technical when you, when you talk about style because you don't necessarily have to use steam yeast to make steam beers. You right. Know? Uh, there's, there's, there's pretty good ale yeast that'll go cold uh, real well. So. Well, and that's where it's really fun to talk to Chris White about this stuff because he has to give you know the, the parameters, the general parameters that everybody can get a good result. But when you start talking about, well, you know, individually, and you say, well, but what else can you do with that yeast? Exactly. Every yeast has those different, you know, it will, it will uh, ferment at this temperature yeah. and at that temperature. and but That's yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, but for me, it was just because it was all about reviving this sort of style right. for the, you know it was just key for me to use the steam yeast yeah, you know? but yeah. uh, but if it was just you know I wanted to make you know something that fermented at a cooler temperature then I probably would have used 1056 because it's so versatile yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take another quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to start talking about your uh, black lager that you do. Let's find out about that style. We get two good styles out of the show today and uh, learn something from Adam. Uh, yeah. We better, we better get something out of the poor bastard. It's been a couple years in the making, so uh, <laughs> teach us how to brew a black lager when we come back, too. You haven't given enough yet, apparently, is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Hang in there. It's the session. we got Linden Street. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their Williams German Pills is mashed with pure German Moravian two-row barley malt for a light blonde color and malty crispness you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out their unique fermenters, draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and more. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enter promo code BREW at the order checkout for $5 off your next order over $50. Orders placed by 3 p.m. ship the same day. Again, go to williamsbrewing.com and enter promo code BREW at checkout for $5 off your next order. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. 
Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. If you buy rum, want you buy them again Selling nuts, hot nuts You buy them from the peanut man Selling nuts, hot nuts Anybody here wanna buy my nuts Selling nuts, hot nuts I've got nuts for sale You tell me your nuts is mighty fine But I bet your nuts ain't as hard as my selling
Drinking, drinking, smoking, smoking. Ah, damn it, JP. You know what? Look, if we had a proper studio, I could just turn my fader down. <laughs> and then turn it up real loud. <laughs> I just was thinking about you while I was taking a leak at the break, actually. Yeah, I go, wow. No wonder he's so masculine. And I no, but I thought of that. I have to get you guys a real mute button because you retards no. can't figure out the foot switch. <laughs> Between you and Bevo, you got like a, a brain size of I don't know what. Yeah, something small. Do don't keep my opener, by the way. That's my wallet opener. It is. Yeah, because it's thin. Wallet it just fits around opener. my wallet. Yeah. I want to mention real quick. We're going to talk about it later, though. But this way, we get two mentions out of it. Uh, remember, we uh, gave away on the air a more beer sculpture. Right. A couple months ago. Month ago. Two months, months ago. ago. Yeah, a month and a half ish. So, uh, the winner of the More Beer Sculpture... Eric with a K. Or a C, I mean, sorry. Uh, Eric Morse. Yeah. Sent us uh, his first batch. It's a goddamn good beer. I Did a nice job really on that new brew system. Yeah. Really so, nice. we, but we got more. I don't want to, we'll talk more about the, the beer no. later. Eric, if you're listening, uh, we're going to talk about your beer uh, later on the program, so you can call in and tell us about it if you're out there. You got more of it? But uh, We have a couple bottles. So, Great. Yeah. We do, yeah. It's good stuff, right? Yeah, he sent us a six-pack of Excellent, it, I think. Yeah. So it was very nice of him to uh, just want us to see what he was doing, and, and he's doing it right. Six nice pack. labels, too. It's good beer. <laughs> the masking tape. I love that way. I'll tell you look. what. Nobody else does it, so yeah. that's great. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Do not, goes, yeah. do not knock that. I've been asking people to label yeah, each great. individual bottle for uh. three years now. and he, he to go, Eric, with a C, everybody. Yeah. Okay, I, I know even, what's in this bottle. He put it in a six-pack carrier. <laughs> And still labeled every bottle like we asked so that we know. Because they get taken out of that six-pack. They get moved around. Very nice. Even And all he did was he put masking tape on it and, 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 and wrote on it with a marker. It's perfect. Learn from it. <laughs> Learn it. Own it. <laughs> know it. All right. Let's talk a little more beer with Adam here. I want to talk about this uh, so-called black lager, your non-Schwartz beer. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me what makes it a black lager. What's the, uh, what's the grain bill on this one? So that this one's coming in uh, pretty much the same way. Uh, so if I'd have to say it's about a little over seventy-five percent uh, base malt, ten uh, percent uh, Cara Munich, ten uh, percent Munich, uh, two or three. Probably be more likely to use three, just because it's a little darker. Uh, okay. And then uh, and then a bit of in for for Weirman, uh they call their debittered black malt Carafa. But it's their chocolate malt, so uh, mm. so then I use no maybe up to five percent carafa to give it that dark color. So it's it's not much. So our black lock well with carafa you wouldn't go above five no, percent. You never would. Yeah, I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. It's, but pure to, co- it's almost pure color. Yeah, yeah. So okay. so basically for us our black lager, I guess the way I kind of look at it is that it's so brown it's black. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. That's a stupid question, but it's not really. I see. So, so we're not making a Schwartz beer, you know, in the sense that uh, we're not we're not going for that dry um, sort of um, character. We're we're wanting to make like a really almost like what JP likes about his oatmeal stouts, you know, um, something that just has. It's dark and you like that, but it also has the mouth feel. Like if you close your eyes, you don't you don't know what you'd be. You you know, it's like tastes like any other kind of ale. You know, nutty and and uh, and just. And good, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so low hops, you know, are so the the black lager we come in uh, like around uh, twenty nine IBUs. Okay, yeah, that is pretty low. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And uh, what about the yeast on this one? Are you using the same? Yeah, you are. Steam so it's yeast. still a steam yeast. Yeah, yeah. We and won't. We as far as I'm, you know, I I don't know. We'll see what beers are made at at yeah, our place, you yeah. know. But as far as beers that are mine, 
they'll only be made with steam yeast. Okay. Like even if I'll, I'm going to find a way to make a barley wine with steam yeast. Really? Yeah, why not? Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's just just time. So, right. So yeah, no. Yeah, I, uh, sure. Yeah. That's, time should be the last thing that you want to do anything with nowadays. Adam. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Except for last a long time. Yeah, exactly. That's what you want exactly. out of time. I want to be here when I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Hand this down to one of those kids of yours. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. The daughter's going to run the Shanghai office someday. There you go. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Uh, okay, so... That's a pretty straightforward recipe, and you're getting more of a, like you, you had even mentioned at the beginning of the show, more of a malty, a sweeter beer than, than kind of the dry German version. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Way more um, chocolate characters to it, and um, and you're, you're, you're getting a bit of the sulfur as well from the steamy, so that adds a different character to it. Um, but it's, I mean, pick your favorite porter recipe and throw steam yeast on it, and you'll get a black lager. Okay. You know, I mean, that's that would be my recommendation, and not as far as following my recipe, but take your favorite porter recipe and see what see what steam yeast does for it. I think you'd probably like it. It sounds uh, pretty good to me. I really do like a, a, a very dry lager, so I'm curious if, if I'll be a big fan of this style. But it sounds really interesting when you talk about it. Is, will this beer be available at the anniversary party too? You think? No, it won't. Uh, be ready. We were okay. able, and the only even the only reason we got a chance to even try it was because the guys down at Drake's were nice enough to to let us you know take a shot at it. And, oh, cool! Uh, so we made it. Uh, we made it last year uh, towards the end of summer, and it was such a hit. I forget what we called it because it was really Drake's beer. You know, we were just they were just nice enough to let me uh, come down and throw the steam yeast on it but uh, maybe uh, i had it then i think it was black bottom it was called black bottom yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and, and uh that's good and it, it, it worked out and the guys at drake's liked it so much that they made it again for gabf which was which was pretty cool uh, is black bottom an oakland thing or are you just uh <laughs> well that out there's there's pittsburgh know. and antioch out here too and, <laughs> yeah you know. i guess you're right well i you know i actually if it had been mine like all mine i maybe would have called it lower bottom black lotter because our district in in west oakland is technically it's called the lower bottoms. I like, see. You know all the all the uh-huh. all the ki- that's what the kids call it, right? Yeah. You know we got Dogtown and lower bottoms. So she called just junk in the trunk or yeah. something like this. <laughs> yeah, that's a lower bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So we call yeah. it. Uh, we just I think My black shake. You know because <laughs> I th- I think the reason we called it black bottom was because it's. A bottom fermenting beer. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Know, so we just, you know, I so. prefer my story over <laughs> yours. I would stick with that if I were you. Well, yeah, we had too many cupcakes the day we made it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it's just basically a porter with uh, steam yeast. Okay. All right. So, what about lagering? Since, I mean, well, especially because you're, it's hard to say that you're lagering, isn't it? Because it, it is a bit of a warmer temperature. But what kind of a of a of a fermentation profile are you following? How are you doing your lagers? Well, you're definitely lagering. You'll never get yeah. away with making a beer like that without at least some level of lagering. Okay. I mean, there's plenty of ales that you could make that once they got done with primary, you get through your you know you do your rest you know maybe a day, and then you could crash it and probably be good be to go in a too. week. You yeah. know, and like. The, these beers need to, you know, they need some time to work through the sulfur okay. and everything like that. So, and that's all lagering is, you know. So, um, you know, the black lager, you know, needs probably at least a week to ten days of lagering. Um, but you're not worried about color. You're not worried about yeast. That's the other thing about our beers, you know, because obviously they weren't filtering them in the 1800s. We're not going to filter any of our beers. You know, okay. I, I don't really care about clarity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be the guy that tries to put the most crystal clear beer in your, you know, it's not that important to me. So, Adam, I just want to point out that nobody here worries about cla- uh, color. Tasty it, does. Okay, no. Oh, no, he worries about clarity, not color. Yeah, no, no, we're all colorblind. <laughs> so yeah. I just want to point that out. Especially JP. Unless it's the bottoms. Yeah. JP's, your, the classes are 
working well. Yeah. Their sensitivity. <laughs> I think courses. it's the shock collar. <laughs> That's <laughs> really what really does really it. Well. Yeah. yeah. So you know, so with like the California, the, the common logger, you would probably need at least an, an five to seven days longer just to really make sure all the yeast drops out as much as you can to um, you know not make it too soupy. Okay. But uh, but yeah, you know, anywhere from two to three weeks. What we're kind of you know like we were talking about earlier. It used to just go through primary fermentation at the at the brewery, and then secondary fermentation happened at the pub. Yeah. So I mean, I have this great. Uh, I get these really. I've gotten all these interesting gifts from people like uh, related to Golden Glow. Like I've gotten bottle openers from Golden Glow as early as the 1920s, all the way through the 50s. Right? That's the beer that the, the That's last beer the last that beer was that was made in Oakland. And yeah. uh, and one of the cool bottle openers said, you know, made from fully fermented beer. And and I never understood what they meant by that until I realized back in the day, fully fermented beer didn't come out of the breweries. Mm. Only, you know, partially fermented right. beers came out, and it was the pubs that finished it off. So mm. I thought that was interesting that in the 30s we kind of started turning that. But I don't know. I think it would be kind of fun to at least have a few accounts that were bold enough around, the you know, Oakland or the Bay Area that yeah. would, like, be willing to take some, like, straight off the fermenter, yeah. like, week-old beer, you know, real steam beer, you yeah, know, living, and, like, living beer. Yeah, and keep it yeah. keep it at their place for two or three weeks and then, you know, tap it and see, you know. See. Adam, that is crazy talk. <laughs> There's a couple guys I can imagine. Uh, being in my pub will do that. Story. Oh, yeah. Put me down. At Tasty, Tasty McDoll's. Tasty McDoll's will we'll definitely have it on hand. It sounds tasty to me. Yeah, exactly. But I can imagine guys like dave mclean you know who's, yeah. a, who's the expert in hand pumps right he would yeah. know how to sell her that thing perfectly <laughs> sure. better exactly. than i ever could you I, know? I was an expert <laughs> in hand pumps when I was 14, <laughs> but i guess you're not. not the expert no and then you know the guys over at triple rock and jupiter i bet they uh, they got they, they'd be into something like they that. Pulled i, I do like around. the idea and i would why well, i would venture to say you know that as our brew pubs are getting uh, not even brew pubs just our great beer bars they're getting so savvy with beer and they're getting so much more beer savvy that uh there's there is a handful out there that will probably take great care of that beer and do and yeah. do some nice stuff with it. So I I do like the idea. Well, well think about it. if you were a publican and you wanted to do more than just serve people's beer, yeah. you could in some way affect the beer. Right. It'd be kind of fun to do. And it's yours, right? You know, I mean that's a way to uh I mean, you could set yourself apart if you were really good, right? If like you were right. the, if you were the guy or gal that really, you know, was a seller expert, you know, and like people would come and they would they would they would go for your beer just because right. they would reward you for that. You know, and you look at I, I always cool. say I'm sure I'm saying it wrong, but you're looking at this like Cicerone or Cicerone, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like obviously servers are not fully satisfied, right? You know, they want to know more, they wanna you know, they they wanna be plugged in, you know, and this would be a great way to take a, a very motivated, you know, pub or, you know, server or whatever and and give them the opportunity to take it to the next level sure. if, if they really wanted to. Yeah. It's a good, the only fear I have for you in this idea is you know is those those uh, those I'll give you one chance drinkers right I mean if they go have a beer w- with a Linden Street Brewery name on it that that you know Pub X screwed up in their secondary or, or their primary for that matter right you see what I mean I worry for you and about that's that. what that's actually why I don't worry because that's what that's the beauty of focusing on Oakland and yeah. nowhere else because yeah. you know we we're less likely yeah. You're absolutely right. If we, um, you know, if we were thinking a little bit broader, if you, yeah, but, but, this one but by trying to yeah. be like the village beer, you sure. know, well, you or could, the, you or could go by the pub and taste the, it exactly, and or the say, town. I'll, I'll swap out kegs with you. exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it's a, it's actually an opportunity. If if you know if 
if you got a pub that's so serious that they would, you know, that they would try to sell it, they'd be the first people to know if there's something wrong with that yeah, beer. And they yeah. want it. You know, so, but even if they weren't, you know, there'd be a great opportunity for them to say, wow, you're right. Something is wrong with that. You know, let's get Adam over here like now. And, and, that, and that, that customer sees that and they see that relationship and they know there's no other brewery that that pub has a relationship <laughs> like that with. And they're yeah. not, not going to hold it against either of us for kind of going that extra mile. But that's true. You're absolutely right. I mean, our, our beers, our standard beers that are on tap at the bars, Need to be as you know as good as we can yeah. as, as yeah. good as we well, it could help. go the other way. Oh, absolutely. Maybe but, somebody does figure out. Oh, but, well, a little warmer, man. This beer just comes out but, great. Yeah. But doesn't doesn't Bridgeport do that every time they send out a you know, an IPA with yeast? You know, they're counting on bottle conditioning the same way you know we'd be counting on uh, keg yeah. conditioning. You know, so it's uh, so it's it, a risk. Is that then how you? Uh, that was going to be my next question. Is how what vessel would this be given to them in that they are actually doing fermentation? You would be able to just put it in a keg. You could it's, do it in a keg. You know, yeah. I, I I love. Uh, I don't know if anybody remembers the old Golden Gate style kegs that uh, like. I think Triple Rock owns all of them, <laughs> but uh, uh, but it, that was the old s- style that all the the breweries had around here. I don't think I've ever seen one. It's like a modern cask, and it's uh, it'd be a pretty cool. It'd probably be the coolest rig to sort of set something like that up with. But uh, but yeah, any any kind of cask. I mean, you could just make it like a like a classic cask beer. You know, add your primary fermentation, little little sugar, mm. dry hop it if you want, bung it up, and see you in two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's pretty interesting. I like the idea. And it's it, really cool. Yeah. I mean, that's real steam beer, right? You know, that's yeah, like yeah. that is steam beer. You know, that's not even what Anchor's doing, right? You know, so be, it'd be cool to see. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. All right, any other uh, you know sort of fermentation and lager techniques that we need to know about this uh, yeast and this style? Uh, I'd be the last person to get too uh, too technical into it, but um, you know, I'm I'm a big believer in just just love it <laughs> you know it's like love you know, your beer it's uh if you don't like i jp and i were just talking off off the air you know it doesn't steam beer isn't going to be your favorite style all the time and that's that's totally cool but uh but if it is if you're really into it then you'll probably find that if you make some and, and put a lot of energy into it it's going to come out tasting really cool and you'll you'll be stoked that you did and uh you know i think that goes a long way with uh with 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 a lot of it okay we uh, we really enjoy making that style and that's why i think it tastes halfway decent yeah well i'm looking forward to it <laughs> and uh we're gonna have a whole bunch of it at the anniversary party yes sir. So yes sir yes sir which is uh very exciting live music the anniversary party barbecue <laughs> and i'm just so excited uh that the homebrew you know c- conference is hap- actually happening in oakland yeah. I, th- I just think we are going to change so many people's perceptions about oakland Thanks to this silly little homebrew conference, you know, yeah, like yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking about people from Massachusetts that are going to be on your bus. Sure. I bet yeah. they have preconceived notions about Oakland <laughs> that are going oh, yeah, that yeah. are just going to get blown. They're going to go back home. They saw that crime map. Yeah, where's too short? They're going to they're going yeah. to uh, go back home and they're going to tell all their friends. You know what? That's free. Oakland is a is not the town you think it is. We yeah. just had the best times of yeah. our lives. We have fun you know? over there. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. we're going to keep them in a six block radius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, exactly. I did. Travel with we, we hired Blackwater to shop, shop <laughs> yeah. on the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I heard they got their open for yeah. other jobs. We're, we're yeah. keeping everybody in the green zone. But, yeah. uh, you know, as long as we do that, we'll be fine. Now, one last thing I, I do want to talk about with Linden Street, because I, I really enjoy this about uh, your company and, and other companies that I see do it, too. Um, this the, the community base that you have, and, and you had these uh, Friday uh, beer shindigs going on there, the barbecues, and you... Uh, 
you kind of made friends and an alliance with the what's the art organiz- organization that uh, is kind of affiliated with you guys? Oh well, the big event that happens every month in Oakland is called the Art Murmur, and it's the first Friday of every month. Okay. And, yeah, and uh, yeah, there's all sorts of galleries. It's it's mostly focused in one certain part of town um, around Grand and Twenty Third, but uh, but basically there's all sorts of galleries all over Oakland that open up on the first Friday of every month. And just people, people go out. It's just this kind of. Uh, <laughs> you'll see old people with uh, Yves Saint Laurent bags shopping for art, and there's some grungy little kid right next to him looking at the same stuff. So it's a, uh, it's this really interesting, very real. Like it has a, it has a, you know almost like a Bronx sort of feel to it. It like does. It, it's yeah. not sterile in any way, um, and you know. We have a lot of artists in West Oakland. Uh, a lot of them are Burning Man type artists. They do big, yeah, you know, big kind They're of sculptures and stuff. Oh, oh yeah, that, big yeah. burners, big yeah. burners, big burners. <laughs> but uh, so like Chad over there is a big, <laughs> you know. So it, it didn't take long at all for the art community to kind of like just take us under their wing, and and we got a we got a chance to do all sorts of fun things as far as. Uh, you know, we, uh, some friends of mine have an old double-decker bus from, like, the yeah. World, like an old English World That's War II That's what I was era, getting this at, yeah. You know, and so they'll bring it out. And, like, so people will come by the brewery and actually climb on the bus and go out for Art Murmur. So it Do gives us a tour. chance to show people what's happening in Oakland. Uh, there's, a, I mean, anybody who's serious about Oakland knows that uh, Oaklandish is one of our most interesting sort of underground art movements that we have. And their 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 gear and just everything about them is... I mean, you want to you want to know what Oakland love feels like? Go to oaklandish.org or .com or whatever. Yeah. And it's a uh, it's crazy, but um, yeah. So we we that's kind of our marketing model. Not so much to be like. I mean, you'll never see an anchor billboard or even a Sierra Nevada billboard. They don't need one. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's it's a waste of their money. It's like if you know them, you love them, and that's that. You know, and it's like that's kind of our goal is just be where the people who genuinely, truly are making Oakland a better place be where they are right yeah. you know so like the oakland indie awards are coming up in a couple of weeks we'll probably be there you know so like and that has gone a long way as far as the goodwill we've generated because you know these are all the same pe- you know a lot of people care about oakland but it's it's still not the biggest community that's willing to come you know i'm sure you guys deal with this a lot you have a lot of supporters but yeah you know it's your diehards that you count on you know the people who go to all the events it's true and, yeah and our, sure. you know our are, are more than just you know hey good luck guys it's more like i'll do the work i'm in you know kind yeah, of thing what and, do you uh, need? Yeah. and the art community is is that more than anybody right now in oakland i mean they they are seriously mm. in you know and it's been fun to kind of be exposed to them and and uh and we're getting pretty creative about ways we might be able to help them in the future so, yeah so yeah no, good I, I think I, I think that's kind of our thing is that you know a lot of, i get like five emails a day asking about our barbecues and when they start again and, sure uh, and uh and I, I kind of feel bad because we never planned on the barbecues. They were just kind of one of those, well, if we're not going to open, we might as well do something to give people an idea of what we're trying to do. And mm. now it's on us to, like, think of what that next thing will be, you know, so that people say, oh, remember before they opened how they did those barbecues? Weren't those so cool? And, but, yeah. and then when they when they opened, they started doing this thing. And isn't that, you know, it's like it's we got to take it on ourselves to never just be, you know, we appreciate how much people enjoyed, you know, our Friday barbecues for what they were. But it's like it's time for us to, like, really show what a brewery in a city like that can do so, love it which is way bigger i just i like to hear it i like the community involvement i'm a big hippie pussy like you are and uh, i love hearing that uh you know you got everybody involved so uh i, I just and from the first time i went down there for the i was there for the last friday barbecue that's where i really saw it yeah 
Um, and then I also wanted to mention that double-decker bus that you mentioned. So there is a possibility. You know, everybody's worried about getting dropped off in the middle of Oakland uh, for our anniversary party with no transportation home. Well, for one, Adam already generously said one way or another there'll be a minivan or something rolling around. We're going to take care of people if they really need it. That's that's one thing. Um, but it sounds like there's there, there's a, a possibility we might even be able to get that double-decker bus involved and uh, get us moving back to the BART station or, you know what, those people who... Uh, who work with that bus are so fun and so cool. If everyone's having a good time on that thing, you might even get a ride all the way back to oh, there. You don't if, even know. If, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, especially if, if you're in the last group, who knows where you might end up. <laughs> it's like, be, cool. uh, be bold. We might have to put Schumann on the, on the bus uh, with an acoustic guitar to entertain people uh, for, the, for the last hour I've, or so. I've, yeah. I've heard stories about guys who got on that bus during our Friday barbecues that they were talking about ending up at these crazy after-hour house parties at like 2 a.m. in the wow. middle of Oakland. Just the bus, the bus knew of a house party. Party and it took them there. You That's know, kind great. Of thing. So it's. Uh, but I'm supposed to go here. Well, you're on the wrong bus. Exactly. <laughs> this bus is going to party. <laughs> I love it. Pretty I cool. love it. So we are going to give you a true taste of Oakland in June. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm I couldn't be happier that we're sharing our fourth anniversary with your inauguration, Adam. I think to me, I thought about that the other day. You know, I was excited already when you said it. We think we're going to launch the spirit at your party, but like I said, I'm relatively slow. So it wasn't for a couple of days that I went. Wow, this is really great. I hope that when you know we're celebrating our tenth. Um, you know, we can talk about how you know you're celebrating. So you see what I, I, I just? I, I'm proud that uh, we're doing this in unison. I think it's a lot of fun, even though oh, yeah. we're we're the Pacheco is the Oakland of the Outer Hills, as far as I'm concerned. That's yeah, so, your sister city. That's <laughs> we're, your, we're, we're your sister city. <laughs> we're we're uh, you're everything you that brother. we want to be. Yeah. <laughs> so well, hopefully, just knowing you guys, you know, the time I've known you, uh, I think. I think we're all hoping the same thing that you know five years from now we're all patting each other on the back and yeah. uh, you know being proud of where we got to from where we came. Yeah, sharing a pint at Tasty McDoles. Yeah, oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> a, f- a free pint, right, Tasty? Yeah, well, for a few guys. Yeah. <laughs> first pint. Yes. <laughs> the first pint's free. margins are going to be low, so yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I, I got taught by the best. Uh, I better not go there. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get a, a Tasty McDole seasonal on a Linden Street. Oh, oh. Yeah. How about this double I had here? That, <laughs> that was a nice beer, actually. We've been drinking Tasty's. Uh-huh. Tasty brought 22s today. You never know what he's going to bring. I think I got a keg in the car, but it's, it's IPA, so I don't want to bring it out too soon. <laughs> <laughs> you, had to, you had to wait to see how Adam was feeling first. Yeah, I wanted to make sure he gets through his bit before we get him a drink. <laughs> oh. Before you get him all I, shit I didn't want to be the biggest drunk before I even started yeah, talking. Exactly. <laughs> what well, sort of happened last week, because is it the IPA we, we had yeah, last week? Yeah, same thing. It's so easy drinking. None of us even realized that we had had five glasses of of the stuff, and then until we were feeling real good and making fun of JP all night. Hey, what? <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be passed out by like nine in the yeah, morning. I don't think that was the beer, but yeah, yeah. what's happening? All right, uh, who are you, people? I can take a quick break, and yeah, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Well, sure. We've got to go to Colin, don't we? I do, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break and do that. All right, yeah. All right. We're gonna take a real quick break. When we come back, uh, we're gonna have a quick brew tip from Colin Kaminsky nice. at Downtown Joe's. Nice. Yeah, he's been doing that for us, giving us a uh, little brew tips, just just enough information to uh, get things rolling and help you guys out. So when we come back, we'll do that with Colin. So stick around. Uh, we also got to do a drunk of the week, and we got to give away some Belgian candy sugar, and probably a bunch of other things. I'm forgetting that. Chad will surely remind me of. Hang
Hang in there. It's uh, the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Okay, so my double IPA has an ABV of 7.5 and a clarity of brilliant. So that's a plus 8. I pour it. Sorry. Looks like she found it unpalatable. Ha! Shut up, Doug. My creek gets a plus 10 versus girls because it's a fruit beer. You can't open the bottle, and she walks over to the guy with the Pinot Grigio. This sucks. Ugh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this? Non-Alcoholics Anonymous? Dude, get out of here. We're in the middle of a brew session. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Have you ever been called upon to explain why it's named India Pale Ale? Do you burp Y Yeast 3522 and crap Cascade? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs. Ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the tongue splitter. I've got dry hops stuck in my braces. And the burp. And barrel porter. Now on tap in the Mos Eisley Cantina. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. What's funny is Bruce will say, Yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. <laughs> <sport> beer. <laughs> you know? The, the home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program. Still talking to Adam Lamoureux from Linden Street Brewery and uh, hanging out talking about some good beers. But right now, one of my uh, favorite new parts, new segment in our show, we get a nice quick brew tip from Colin Kaminsky over at Downtown Joe's. I think I got Colin on the line. How are you, my brother? I'm good. How are you doing, Justin? I'm doing great. Uh, how was your Mother's Day? It's, uh, you motherless? know, it was fun. I snuck out to uh, Marine World and rode Medusa. Oh, is that right? On your own? Uh, no, with a uh, with a lady friend, and uh, yeah, had a beer and, and a piece of pizza. Rode Medusa and came home. 
You know, I've never been. I've been living in the Bay for Jesus. 14 years. I've never been to Marine World. I don't know why. It's it's like it's 20 minutes names like four from times. my house. Yeah, it's not even Marine World, is it? Yeah, yeah. it's not even Marine World anymore. But, but. Oh, that's a, we just keep it at that. That's yeah, it's fine. Six Flags or something like that now. Yeah. Discovery America Flags yeah. World or something. All right, Colin, what do you got for us today? Give me, uh, teach me something. Okay, well, you cannot make good beer without understanding the basics. A gold-winning beer at the Great American Beer Festival would not pass the first round if it had, not, if it had been poured back and forth between two glasses a few times before it got to the judges. Learning how to set proper CO2 level for the style of beer you are making is simple, but many brewers make this mistake. Since you're probably not going to buy a Zamnagel CO2 gauge, the first thing you need to do is teach yourself to taste different levels of CO2. Take your favorite store-bought beer and have a friend make three blind samples. One straight from the bottle, one that has been poured back and forth between two glasses three times, and one that has been poured back and forth six times. Make sure you can tell which is which. When this is easy, try to make the beers closer in carbonation to each other and do another blind test. Without proper CO2, a great beer is simply mediocre. That is great advice, Colin, and a good way to test it. I appreciate that. Uh, in fact, we've been talking about CO2 today, and we also did on the last show, too. So uh, your timing is impeccable, Colin. Well, perfect. I'm glad to be of service. Colin Kaminsky from Downtown Joe's doing our brew tip today. And are we going to see you in uh, Oakland for the uh, National <laughs> Homebrewers Conference? Yes. Uh, you better, because he's a speaker, I think. <laughs> yeah, I am a speaker. I'm going to be speaking about residual alkalinity in water. Oh, right. Uh, and um, we're also going to touch on sulfate to chloride ratios. Uh, and uh, I was going to say, provides, uh, let's keep me up at night. <laughs> I'm hoping to uh, provide some simple ways that you can uh, explore those things without becoming a chemist. I guarantee oh, right. you that, I like that my listeners will be there, Colin, and I won't. I can guarantee you all of those things <laughs> because my head will explode if I have to listen to you do that. If you just, you know, I've got to take a four-hour talk and make it one hour. So. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm also excited. I did announce at the beginning of the show that we're going to be up at your place at the end of the month on the 31st, live from downtown Joe. So that'll be fun. Looking forward to seeing you. Looking forward to seeing you guys. All right, Colin. We'll catch you later. Cheers. Cheers. The great Colin Kaminsky. You can go to downtownjoes.com and check it out and uh, search for Colin in the archives. If you haven't heard the shows that he's done with us, he's a lot of fun and he is the mad scientist of brewing. Uh, he's always great to be on the show. So I don't even know what our topic's going to be yet when we go out there, but I'm sure it'll be nutty and it will probably blow your mind. So, uh, and like I said, we encourage listeners, if you're in the area, come on out. Come hang out with us at uh, downtown. Yeah, there's Joe's. a bunch of home brewers up there. We, maybe they can bring in some beer for us or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Colin won't mind. We can set up a little. Uh, yeah, a beer competition back. or something. We'll, we'll uh, switch it up. We're in Napa. We'll just talk wine. Just do a wine show? Yeah. Colin yeah. would kick me in the nuts <laughs> if I went in and said we were going to do that. Uh, but, I, you know, we don't get to do these remotes very often. When we do them, they're, at, get- uh, they're at festivals. And, right. and that's not... Uh, we do get a chance to meet you, you folks, and that's a lot of fun, but they're, they're a lot more hectic. But when we go to Downtown Joe's, Colin's just so cool. We set up the, we set up the broadcast table. It's just like our studio, and we really get to hang out with you. So if you want to come out, Please do. You get a BN discount, so that's pretty badass. All right. Uh, what do you got, JP? Uh, are we now taking Drunk of the Week calls? Because we there are. is a poor bastard who's been on hold for almost five minutes. <laughs> He's been drunk for a week. Huh? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, just checking. Who's, uh, who's poor bastard is on here? Uh, two Dogs Brewing. Oh, Two Dogs. Nice. I said, uh, yeah, who is this? Two Dogs Brewing. Two Dogs. What's oh, happening, yeah. brother? Two dogs, man. Yeah. How's I am. Uh, I'm on the other fucking cup, 
man. I am like, this is the first time I've been able to hang out in so long. <laughs> is that right? Why, do you have tomorrow off or something, or you just thought, fuck it? Uh, yeah, I got tomorrow off. Uh, actually, I'm uh, flying out to Denver tomorrow, so uh, looking forward to some decent beer, because down here in uh, Florida Keys, we ain't got crap for beer. <laughs> falling Rock. Two words, Falling Rock. You, oh, yeah, uh, yeah man. Falling it's Rock. the first on the list. Yeah, it should yeah. be the last on your list, You won't too. be disappointed. Be, you hit a bunch of stuff in the middle, go to Wincoop, fantastic place, uh, Get, but the first stop and the last stop should always be Falling yeah, Rock. It'll be, it's just like T.C. McDowell's, except it's in uh, Denver. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Absolutely. Well, I got to tell you, guys, I have been drinking my, I brewed a tasty APA. Okay. Tasty, thank you. You and everybody you. else. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure, please. Uh, I've been drinking that shit all night. And <laughs> I am toasted. And now you're toasted. All right. Oh, I'm voting for him. He sounds toasty. Yeah, of course you are tasty, you whore. That's my beer. <laughs> I will say that getting drunk on a Brewcaster's beer does uh, it does up your chances of receiving Drunk of the Week. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, dude, th- th- it's fucking phenomenal. And <laughs> I am waiting for the... I, I, I was... I logged in as quick as the Twitter thing came out, and boom, I was there. I, I bought my damn bus ticket. Oh, good. And I'm there, and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, there's there's a good chance that the 21A uh, Tasty APA is going to be on the bus. Oh, oh. good. So we might uh, have a repeat I'd of try, tonight. I, I, he had that, uh, the, the Pro-Am at the GABF yeah, last yeah. year. He had that, yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. One of all M30, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we doing the asshat uh, exchange as well? Because he might be the furthest out so far. Well, I don't. I am no longer in control of the asshat. Oh. It's now in the hands of the BN Army, so they decide where that goes. He's pretty far out. I Who thought it was like it? the whoever came from the furthest destination. Or? Uh, well, I'll tell you. I think that's licked. Uh, there is a person on the bus from New Zealand. Wow. I was looking through our oh, purchases. Oh, got me beat. Yeah, got me so beat. Uh, if the asshat is in town, it's probably going to there for farthest travel. Cool. Uh, if it's around, well, I'll tell you what. You've scored some points for uh, that you're drunk on Tasties. You've uh, you've scored some points that you sound like Adam in a CBS studio. Uh, that oh! that gives you some extra points. Uh, so, <laughs> but I save mine for drive time. <laughs> That's right, Adam's yeah. hardcore. He <laughs> saves it for drive time. He knows when to throw the f. <laughs> so, two dogs. Uh, yeah, you're in the running, my friend. All right, cool. Stay tuned. We'll tell you who wins. All right, brother. See ya. See you in June. All right, so so far we have two dogs, and uh, what was the name of the dude at the beginning? Uh, V-Dub. V-Dub. Ah, which that's right. That dude has called back eight times, and I just I, I see it, and I go, okay, it's that dude. And, he's, I'm, not, and I'm just not even picking up, because it's going to be... And I don't care. Two dogs. Has V-Dub not, won before? He's definitely been in yeah, the running before. No, he's won before. Oh, he's won? Uh, well, you know what? I can't say that. I'm, I'm lying right now. I'm I lying. think what happened was he com- he had competed several times and didn't win and finally we gave it to him i think he's won you know what we need to hear from from people who aren't v-dub who aren't blooper blobber who mm. aren't you well, know two just, dogs is new in, two in, dogs in, is in the new, running yeah. he's been around the network for a long time i've always seen him around yeah. here good guy but, but i'm uh, saying like new maybe to the token or maybe maybe someone we haven't heard from in a while who hasn't actually called at all i agree you know i, I would say that is, do you think the token is drunk in the chat can you tell um, I don't know. He was saying that uh, he took his wife out for brunch, and uh, so she better leave him the fuck alone. 
See? It was earlier in the day. That's a mount. Yeah. And that's how you that's that's how you roll. That's a mount. That's a blown. It's a black man. He's a black man. Yeah. Yeah. I just made that up. You like it? Not bad. Thank you. It's not your best work. Your best work is uh yeah. I wasn't my mom's best work either, but I'm still here. Your best work is that uh that that cool ships are big and shallow, just like Shat. <laughs> <laughs> That's your best work. <laughs> Am I wrong though? That's the gem he's, of the day. Huh. He's definitely <laughs> big and shallow. Uh but we like cool ships. And we like, we like Shad. <laughs> Can't make good beer without cool ships. Well, so, maybe that's not true. Can't make Anchor Steam without cool ships. While we're waiting on our DOTW calls, too, I'll tell you a quick story. So Doc and I are building the new studio desk, and uh, it's really sturdy. I mean, you got to see this thing. It's reinforced eight different times. That's how Doc rolls, you know? Yeah, it's pretty beefy. He's kind of finishing putting together the frame, and he's and he's giving it a shake, you know, to make sure that it's uh, that it's sturdy. And he go, you know, tells me, you know, he shakes it. It's, it's real firm. He goes, you know, you can fuck on this desk. And I went, yeah, well, that's sort of impressive, but uh, but can Chad fuck on this desk? That's the question. <laughs> Is it that sturdy? And uh, the the verdict out of Doc was yes. Yeah. Oh. That, uh, and, and and which is good because. Uh, what if it's a Sasquatch kind of gal? Though? Well, that, that's two you know large masses on one disc. The thing is, it's true, and, and that's and he knew that that's well, he what took I that meant. Into account, yeah, you, sure. that, when you say can Chad, you you he then meant, yeah you got to add yeah. a you got to add a double. It's two chats. Yeah, yeah, at least. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, yeah, I never thought about more than one. Is, that, is that a new scale? Is that oh that's two like that's a, like two, scale of difficulty? Yeah, yeah. that's two chads. That's two chads. <laughs> so. The thing, and the reason that this is important is that the new studio is oh, right is next to the chateau. Oh. Uh, his room is right next, so so easily the the windows could be confused. You could easily climb into the studio just as well as climbing into Shat's bedroom. So, in fact, there's a ledge on the studio window that makes it even uh, easier for someone like Sasquatch to crawl through. Sure. So we had to make sure that the desk can handle it. So, Chad, you're all right. You're covered. All right. Good. Doc put you in the plan. You should have a little like landing pad like right next to the window. <laughs> yeah, but like, like a like a center drain. <laughs> Something you could hose down. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. A menage a hog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it does have to be hoseable. That is absolutely true. Uh, tell you what, we got to give away some Belgian candy sugar. Um, here's the rules tonight. If you've never won Belgian candy sugar, all right? And you live in the United States of America. Ah. The next person to call up wins yourself some Belgian candy sugar, courtesy of Dark Candy Inc. It's uh, great stuff. Every uh, brewcaster uh, but me, because yeah, really I haven't brewed and I can't remember how long, uh, has, has used the stuff and they love it. So call up right now, 888-401-BEER. You have to not have won before. Don't try to dupe me. And you uh, you have to be uh, a citizen of the United States. In, in other words, I, I don't want to ship it internationally. <laughs> so if We're you do, too cheap. If you uh, fit those two things and you're the next caller to 888-401-BEER, going to send you some Belgian Belgian candy sugar, courtesy of uh, Dark Candy Inc. Now, uh, I did want to say that I'm going to be brewing a beer. I think. Be- what before the anniversary? Party. You mean we're going? Wait, say that again. We're going to have a beer that you brewed Can you at the anniversary that? party. I, I mean, that's that's my goal. And uh, will we be? Will we know that, or will we be made to drink it without knowing? Uh, will you know it's mine? Uh, oh, I, sh- I should probably not put my name on it if I want anyone to try it, right? Well, that's a good point. Uh, so I might, I, I might hide it in the mix and then give myself an award later on that night for the best beer at the event or something like that. Because I, I'm the one who says all this stuff anyway. <laughs> make it up, for or it, right? just so. uh, put, don't put it on tap. 
Hide it in the corner. Yeah. That was the best beer. Did anyone yeah. try that? It was great. <laughs> It'll be a keg of star sand. I ought to do that. I ought to, not, I ought to tell you I'm brewing a beer and just give you a keg of star sand. And people pour it and go, hey, man, what'd you expect? Yeah. Maybe with a piece of carpet thrown in there just to kind of give <laughs> yeah. it like a... You know. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, this is going to be great. <laughs> it is going to be great, isn't it, Tasty? Well, how could it... <laughs> <laughs> How can you miss? If it's very bad, it's going to be good. If it's very good, it's going to be good. <laughs> it's true. Uh, either way, it's a win. Because either way, because people don't believe Well, most people believe it. They're, we don't believe they're it. smart enough yeah. to know. <laughs> but I get people coming up to me all the time like, come on, your, your beer really can't be that bad. And i got to tell them, listen, this is not a bit, okay? <laughs> I am not a good well, so Okay, so, so let me see if I get this in perspective now. Are you Is Chad going to go out there and brew it for you, or are you actually going to say, Chad... I'm, to get out of here, I'm making this beer today. I'm going to do that. Yes, I want Chad to get out. Of what I will, I will need Chad to help me with a couple of things. Uh, uh, I forget the. I got to look up and see if I can remember the equation for how much. It's a new system. I only ever brewed on it once, so uh, I got to. I'm going to have him help me with a couple of equations. So because oh. he knows the system pretty well now, so sure, it makes when sense. I tell him what my beer is and I've designed, I'm going to I'm going to do the recipe myself. I mean, I'll probably take a Jamil recipe and tweak it or something not like that. Not one of mine. Huh? I'm not saying I'm going to build my own. Everyone's doing yours right now. <laughs> You're like a. You're a you're a, you're like a top forty song right like now. You're like a whore. Everyone's doing you. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> your uh, your recipes are so top forty that it's like listening to uh, the Black Eyed Peas. Well, I just want to give you a warning. I'm going to have some beers at the uh, VNA four as well. Really? Yes. Oh. And my buddy Nate and my buddy Mike Moraz. Mike Moraz, he's like. I've got 14 kegs. How many he's gonna, do you want? He's going to be pouring the good stuff. Spend some time with him this weekend. Moraz is a badass, awesome. too. Well, Nathan, too, of course. We've yeah. already said that. But, no. but in case you forgot Mike Moraz's name, he's a badass. <laughs> he's a guy who makes some good beer. Oh, yeah. Great Belgian. And lost some sour beers. And all really? Oh, yeah. so that's all going to be there. See, maybe, yeah. nah, maybe I'm not going to brew for the anniversary party. Now that you oh, say all this. Maybe I'll brew. Now I sound like JP. Uh, if there's all these good take an beers. An, take a Xanax. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. going to be gonna be someone there. Oh, I don't want to go there. Take a Xanax <laughs> and then just yeah. show up. Justin, I thought it was going to be you and me, but everyone else. Uh, uh, yeah, there's other 400 go. people doing here. Uh, we have a winner, by the way. A for the, yeah. Oh, uh, is he on? Kevin. Lower 48. Think, or Keith or whatever the hell is. Kevin, what's happening? Where are you calling from, brother? Uh, I'm in uh, Westminster, Colorado. And uh, you are the winner. You've never won dark candy sugar from us before? This is the first time I've called in. Yeah, brother. That's what we were looking for. All right. All right. Very nice. Well, you uh, won yourself some Belgian candy sugar. You've been listening for a while, or did you just find us? Um, I've been listening to the archives and stuff since October, but I just started listening live the last couple of weeks. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for doing that. I appreciate it. As your reward, you get some uh, Belgian candy sugar. It'll, it'll come in the mail. You just got to send me an email, justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. Give me your info, and we'll get it shipped right out to you, brother. All right. Rock on. I do request one thing. If you, you know, when you brew with it, um, you know, let us know how the results went. Even if you just send an email, say, hey, I did this, I did that, the beer came out like this. Uh, we want to know how, how that stuff works out for you. So yeah, if you can definitely. do that, uh, it'd be great. All right, well, I'll send you guys a couple of the bottles. How about that? Sweet. Even better. All right, brother. Cool. Sounds good. Congrats. All right. Hey, okay, speaking nice. of reporting in, that uh, Belgian double I had was with uh, dark candy sugar. Oh, it was? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, that's good, yeah. Beer. Good, good beer. Good beer. It's in there. It's in the soul of that beer. First place in the Mayfair. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That beer did? Yeah. yeah. Something burning. Look at you. Somebody's got the barbecue. Barbecue. Is that you? Is that our food? Yeah. Oh, great. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we, were, um, we were supposed to get a call from Doc, but that never happened. Oh, he said he's going to call back. So yeah. here's Doc tonight. You want to know where Doc is tonight? Yeah. Uh-oh. He's at a Grateful Dead concert. Awesome. Oh, that's right. In Oakland. Yeah. Is Oh, is it Oaktown? I think it's at the Fox. Yeah, you're absolutely cool. right. It is. He, uh... 
I'll have you know my dedication, listeners. We only get to take one Sunday off a month. That's our that's our rule, unless uh, there's extreme circumstances like dads dying shit. Uh, so Doc calls me up. He's like, hey, I got you a ticket to go to the Grateful Dead. We're going. We're taking the limo. He's bringing his hot wife. The whole bit. I said, can't do it, Doc. We're taking Memorial Day weekend off. So that's our Sunday off. Did you off. save a Tasty to take it off? I did not. Oh. I, I, no, I, you know, and I, just the opposite. I said, and, and Tasty and don't Chad and JP, they're, they're all dedicated to the program, not like you. Uh, so they won't be able to make it either. So Chris Graham's with him. <laughs> Chris Graham's a bigger uh, dead fan than I am anyway, so yeah, it, it really works, well, I know out. I am. works yeah. out great. Well, you're a dead fan. You liked your dad, right? <laughs> that's true. I, I, I am a bigger dead fan now than I ever was before. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, am I interrupting? No. Great. Pickle Bucket Brewing is on the phone. Yeah. Um, has a question about water analysis. He wants to get his water analyzed, uh-huh. but they need to know what minerals he's looking for. Sounds like a bullshit question, but what do you mean? in case it's not. Can anybody here even answer the question anyway? No. Tasty pie. Why are they asking that? I don't know that. There, That's what's the name of that ser- service? It's called Ward, Ward Pickle or something? Pickle Bucket Brewing. Hey, Picklehead. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's happening, brother? Hey, what's going on? What do you got? Oh, I was just curious. I wanted to uh, get some well water analyzed for brewing. Okay. And the local analysis place didn't know what minerals I would be looking for, and I wasn't sure to spell. Oh, I see. Uh, wouldn't they just tell you everything that's in the water? Well, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I guess I would think so. I don't know. Well, you're definitely you're going to look at, like, you know, carbonate, sodium, chloride, sulfate, calcium, magnesium. That's yeah. pretty much it. That's all you oh, need to okay. know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, if there's any, like, urine in there, you're going to want to be any, uh, Do you use any brewing software? Uh, no, no, I haven't experimented with that yet. What? I just had a really bad outcome with uh, one of my last brews. I just oh. used my home tap water, and it sucked all the hops and that, out and, of it. And that is uh, well water? Uh, well, no, no, no. Oh. Uh, that's my in-town water. My dad oh. lives out of town, oh. and he has a well out in the country, so see, I wanted to test that out. See what, if, if it's good brewing water. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, Chad, you want to give that list again? You gave it so, pretty quickly. So the big ones are uh, carbonate and bicarbonate, uh, sodium, chloride, sulfate, calcium, and magnesium. Yeah, those are the okay, counts you awesome. need. Yeah. So yeah and definitely. I will listen to the archive tomorrow and write all that down. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> and and if, you, if you don't have uh, Ray Daniels' book called uh, Designing Great Beers, he's got a chapter on water. So th- all those yeah. uh, all those big names Chad just told you, he can... That'll tell you what they all mean. Yeah. And there's a okay. there, there's a good awesome. a real good book called Brew Kim One Hundred One. I have that. I just haven't read it. Well, yeah. then there you go. Check it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sounds like it's, me. I'll look right in there. Even hey, I can understand I, it. I can't remember it, but I understand it. Hey, pickle bucket. Yeah. You're the one who sent us the beers in the pickle bucket. I assume. Yeah, with the pickle shirt. Did you hear last week that the Sammy has put the pickle shirt to to use already? No, no, I, I've been, I'm still listening to the archives because I'm not caught up. Oh, uh, yeah, that Yeah, cheap, he's trucking all over Rodeo in that thing. That cheap <laughs> bastard took that pickle-smelling shirt out of there, put it on, went home. I guess Bevo washed it for him, and uh, we went to a 90s party uh, last <laughs> last week. So you, if you, And if you wore flannel, you got in for free, and you bet your ass Sammy put that pickle-smelling flannel on and got his ass into the bar for free. So, uh, oh, that is kick ass! <laughs> so you, we got we got two gifts out of you. We got the beer, and uh, Sammy got himself some clothing. Oh, that is that is just stupendous! Man. <laughs> oh man, oh yeah. that is awesome! Funny stuff. Oh, All right, and, brother. Uh, yeah, actually, I was getting ready to send you another brew. I just brewed up a uh, 
a brown that I kegged. It's my first kegged brew, and it turned out it's my best brew yet. Is that right? Yeah, and I, what's cool is I used uh, some Apollo whole hops, which are uh, a secret proprietary hop from a local hop place that I'm not even supposed to be using. Apollo? Can't we get Apollo around? That's yeah, that's I a think new I can one. order that. Probably not one. in whole hops, though. Oh, no, I see. He died. The Russian guy killed him. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> but it, it turned out really well. It's a high, you know, high alpha hop used mostly for uh, bittering extracts. Okay. What's the uh, percentage yeah. of pickle in that recipe? Yeah, how much pickle? The pickle recipe, uh, I actually use all glass carboys. Okay. Oh, no pickle and, uh, buckets. No okay, pickle good. Buckets. Oh. Yeah. Well, hey, you know I, the address, man. I'd love to try it. Yeah, for sure. And I just uh, I, I picked up some hops the other day from Ralph down at Hop Union, too. Good. Good place to go get yeah. hops. And uh, don't forget about Nico Brew, new sponsor of ours also. You can check right. them out if you need anything. All right. Hey, thanks very much, brother. Thank you. We'll okay. talk to you later. Have a good night. All right. So uh, nice to hear. Uh, send us some more beer. That'll be fantastic. Um, all right. So all we need to do is I, I do want to talk about this brown once more. Did you guys Let's all like it. the that was the beer that uh, was from Eric right Morse um, that was brewed uh, for the first time in his more beer uh, sculpture. And uh, he won that uh, courtesy of more beer. It was a uh, uh, a contest that they put on with their new uh, social networking site, The Buzz. The Buzz! The Buzz, and everybody who signed up was entered to win, and then we gave it away here on the show Uh for signing up for The Buzz! And uh, he was nice enough to send us his first brew. Yeah. It's awesome. What the fuck? Good beer. Yeah. Really nice. Came out really well. That was great. Nice and dry. Now, it's a clone of, uh, you know, Tasty's uh, Janet's Brown Ale. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. But he he goes, I tweaked it. Parentheses, I changed the hops. Aha. Uh-huh. And is it Sounds now like it's now a kit at Morbeer? No, it's now a kit. Eric's bodacious brown ale is what it's called. Ah, yeah. Yeah. It's changed a couple so, times. See, Tasty, I, I I got the brown in there. Oh, you got it right point. this time. Yeah, you got it right. All right. <laughs> I heard that story. Yeah, Tasty likes to give me tons of shit because when he <laughs> did first you, did she my post on the forum? No. Oh you should see that. Oh, I was man. giving you, I gave you some shit. He uh, <laughs> he had that amber. Yeah. Uh, and I called it a brown. Oh. And so it went to the catalog is brown. And no, no, I had a brown, you called it an amber. Or, see, I still don't fucking yeah, know. Yeah, you don't know. Well, yeah, you don't so know. It's still, <laughs> you'll never know. So then Friday, uh, one of our old longtime customers comes in, and he goes, I'm thinking about making Tasty's brown, but all I can find is this amber recipe. I'm like, shit. <laughs> still <laughs> happening. Ah, and uh, Brutat. Well, that's phone. an earlier right. version of my brown suit. Anyway. Brutat, what's happening, brother? Hey, what's I, the, I don't know what the hell that was. What? Uh, I JP says, hold on a minute. Oh yeah, hey, sorry. We just were about to taste a beer, so yeah. he just was. He already knew it was you, and so he just gave you the quick, uh, the quick screen. Yeah, I'm, you know what? First time. Yeah. <laughs> Usually he lasts so long. He's like the long screen. <laughs> he just hangs up. I got to call him like five times. Well, this time, hey, one call, man. He's getting better. Yeah, I know. So what's happening, Tat? I don't remember why I called him. <laughs> we didn't even have you on hold that long this time. Usually your wait well, time is 12 that's minutes. That's where he collects his thoughts, why he's on hold. Yeah, yeah. I see. <laughs> oh, no, I've been, I've been hit fucking redial for a half hour. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. We've had some phone calls. Thank God damn. I bet your redial button uh, is kind of worn out. Yeah, can't read the letters. Right? You have to. Anyway. Tat has to buy a new phone every uh, couple of weeks just because of the goddamn BN. <laughs> All right, what's happening? Do you remember? Uh, <laughs> well, you got your bus ticket. 
Got your bus ticket. I got my bus ticket. Yeah, that's right. We, uh, I called shotgun a long time ago. Yeah. I saw that, yeah. yeah. You can have shotgun. All the cool kids sit in the back, though, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's close to the pisser. Or is that, <laughs> or is that the vomitorium? You don't want to shit. You don't want to sit back next to the shitter. No, it's true. I've done that before, and uh, it's not uh, It's not good news. No, shotgun on a bus trip means you get to pick where you seat. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah. Got it. All right. Anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. God damn it. There was a point to this. What? All right. Well, I, you know, you know I the number. You're paying, yeah. I you know, you know I, the number. If you want to call back, keep your finger on the redial button, Tat. You are. Um, you're the only real de- redial I have. Anyway, did you call him for drunk of the week? Yeah. Is he? No. Because no, he actually he Sounds stumbled over words. Than when yeah. he won drunk of the week, you yeah. sound drunker this minute. week. Well, he doesn't ever get drunk. Remember that now. So, but he we no. gave him it oh, that's last right. week. We did. We he did, won it right. last week. That's true. But I still have a medal, but that's okay. Oh, here we go again. Hey, it, it's only been a week. Yeah. Listen, yeah. How long do we wait for a you, shirt? You got it easy, buddy. I think there's people from last year are still waiting on medals. I think we okay. have I think yeah. we have lunch meat Olympic prizes to still give out. I think we do, as a matter of fact. <laughs> uh, I don't know why we yeah, give away that's anything. That's no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I understand how that goes. Yeah. All right, or, brother. Or, who's who's going to uh, OBF? Uh, well, definitely me and Shat. Uh, I'll try to go. The Jip's going to try to go if we can <laughs> put some... try to go if he gets Xanax. <laughs> exactly. If I can force some Xanax into his vein. Yeah, yeah, the every Portland, 20 minutes. The Portland trip isn't isn't that bad. As long as Chad, I have Chad next to me to hold, uh, hold that big arm of his. We'll just tell him we're going to like San Francisco for the weekend or something. Yeah. <laughs> we're no, we're just going to the city. Well, you're yeah. you're kidnapping. What if... All right. What if... I don't know it's if this will work or not. I don't, know right. if, I don't know if it can go into the body in this form. But what if I get you know, like a prostate? I get you a blowjob. We put the Xanax in her <laughs> mouth. <laughs> You won't even know. She'll just, and she uh, just oh. blows it into my hole. <laughs> She'll blow it right into your hole. <laughs> oh. She can maybe give you uh, a rusty trombone. You, you can oh. go that way. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> you can go the other way. I don't know. I just got to try to help you out, JP. What I'm thinking is, uh, yeah. talk to Art. Uh huh. I mean, he he gives you a room, right? Yeah, we get one room. Yes, that's right. Can that be anywhere you want? Uh, no, I left. The, you know, they have a conference or not, uh, you know a festival hotel or something. What? Go ahead. D- with, without the questions, what are you thinking? I'm thinking of, of uh, renting like a, a house for a week. Oh, I see. I can't. Uh, you know, I can't spend a week there. Uh, my, uh, but I will say this: my goal is to turn the thing into a tour. I'm trying to do a uh, broadcast from somewhere the, the Sunday before. And then going to the festival and doing something the Sunday after and maybe even the the following week. I want to move. If I'm going to stay up there, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to do some Oregon. I'm going to get all the way up to Washington. I'm going to try to make that happen. That's the goal this year. But I, we'll see how it goes. So, all right. Could be just another one of my harebrained ideas. Me and Adam, we just we come up with harebrained ideas all year long. Uh, we're, Get we're, some credit cards and make it happen. Yeah, we're like ready to do them before we've ever thought of how we're going to do them. Right. And uh, you know what? It's served us well so far. We're all right. Yep. You know. Where am I going and who's going with me? Yeah, that's right. All right, Tat. Thanks, brother. Love you. Later. All right. Brew tattoo. Uh, let's give away our drunk of the weekend. Uh, I think we're done. I think we're allowed to be done is what the deal is. Um, we only have two real contestants because I can't put Tat in the running, even though he's drunker than he was last yeah. week. He won last week. 
Uh, you want to just hang on another five minutes and see if we get at least one more call? Not really. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Uh, uh, two dogs. So two dogs uh, later on the show, and then a V-Dub addict in the beginning of the show. V-Dub was pretty hammered, too, both of them. Two dogs did score extra points, uh, having gotten drunk on the tasty on beer. On my beer, yeah, right. Uh, and I think uh, two dogs just seemed to have a little bit more... Uh, Love and his, uh, you know, he seemed to be a happy drunk, whereas yeah. B-Dub was a little uh, deep into it. There's more angst like, going there. Yeah. That's true, but, the, you know, I, I, in, in his defense, uh, listeners have learned that we really enjoy angry calls around here. <laughs> like, you are all peace and love down Uh-oh. there in Oakland, but we like we like to be cussed at, and uh, for us, that's a lot of fun. Um, There's a special guest on the phone. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You're not going to tell what me. What kind him. of special? No. Like, yeah, special. <laughs> Uh, special guest. Who are we talking to? I'm always a special guest. Baloo. Baloo. Yeah. He is always a special kind of a guest. <laughs> Baloo, did you get your uh, bus ticket? I did. Yeah, a boy. He had. He I'm bought, sit, he I'm bought sit, two. I'm sitting next to you. <laughs> no, you can't. Oh, that's right. There's only two <laughs> seats in a row, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, JP and Baloo all day. You guys are going to rock it together. I can tell already. You're gonna, yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. You're gonna rock out with your cocks out. <laughs> Listen to how excited. Yeah, it's gonna be really fun. Baloo can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, brother? Uh, I thought I'd be the third contestant for uh, Drunk of the Week. Okay, well, make a case for yourself. What do you What have you been drinking? All right. Well, I started with uh, a barrel aged Doppelbach from Fort Collins Brewery. A bomber of that, and a bomber of Dark Creek from uh, New Belgium. And then I just have like a whole bunch of mugs. Winner! Of, uh, if anybody ever calls in and passes out on the line, done. <laughs> you the phone hit the floor in the head. Yeah. Head on the desk. <laughs> done. <laughs> uh, sorry, carry I on. I an oatmeal brown ale and I, I kept filling my mug. I, I don't know. Just lost track of those, huh? Just mm. kept topping off? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh,. I'll put you in the running. We'll put it to a vote, Blue. You sound like you've had a few. You definitely sound like you've had a few. Yeah. Maybe it's a sugar coma. I don't know. Yeah. I'm used to it. Everyone sounds really confused tonight. And sort of mellow, too. Why did I call them again? Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Where am I? What am I thinking right now? All their mothers roofied them the day. (laughs) With love. Get out of our hair. Get roofied with love. All right. Thanks, Blue. We'll see you in June. Yeah. All right. Later. Later. Uh, okay, so now we have two dogs. We have V-Dub Addict, and we have uh, Blue. I'm not going to do a silent auction this time. JP, who do you vote for? Um, you know, I'd say two dogs. Tasty? Two dogs. Adam? Two dogs. Chat? Two dogs. And I also vote two dogs. It's unanimous. Yep. Two dogs, winner of uh, Drunk of the Week. Well deserved. On this fine Pacheco day. All right, that's it, folks. We're getting out of here. Next week, we got a great show coming up for you, though. Uh, Rob Todd from Allagash. Hell of a brewer. Oh. Great beer. Going to be really exciting. What? Kim Wood and Wood are calling in. Kim Beerly? Uh-oh. Wait, wait, wait. Bring the show to a screeching halt for the I'm Woods. Just saying, it better be good. All right. Hey, Woods. What's Joe. happening? Hi, this is actually a Whiskey Dick. I don't know who this Wood is. Um, <laughs> I see. Oh, You're, uh, it's Wood's alter ego, Whiskey yes, Dick. Whiskey Dick, yes. <laughs> Another form uh, of Wood. Yeah. You get it? Whiskey Dick? It's a, uh, it's a nickname. Yeah, I get it. 
I was uh, calling to say hello. Okay. What do you want? It was my Christian. What do you want me to hit the laugh track? Well, I was hoping for either laugh track or crickets laughing. Ah, I see. Yeah. I, I, so I think I'll just uh, hit the eject button and uh, <laughs> say thank you. Cheers. Thanks, brother. Later. All right. Let me try this again. Yeah. Wow. Hey, don't forget to tune hey. in next week. Rob Todd from Allagash on the program Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. All right. And then we're off the following week for Memorial Day. We're going to go get drunk and stuff. And then the weekend after that, we're live from downtown Joe's. That's the 31st. It's a Sunday. It's going to be a great time. The weekend after that, we're going to be broadcasting at the Monterey Beer Festival. That's a Saturday. And we will still do our Sunday show. How dedicated is that? Dedicated. Pretty dedicated, I guess. Very. Yeah. More than JP. More than JP. Hey, for hey example. you know what? Oh. I'll fucking whatever. <laughs> fucking fuck. I will Adam you. We're gonna we're gonna replace the F word with Adam. Every time we want to say the F word from now on. I will Adam, Adam you. I will Adam you to in your face. <laughs> Adam off. Yeah, I'm you Adam fucker. You. Adam you <laughs> Brother, thanks for coming into the show. I really appreciate uh, it. I really appreciate you guys having me. Looking forward to that beer and looking forward to spending time with you in June. Death oh, yeah. anniversary party. Looking forward to having everybody. For right, real. Good information. And uh, that's it. We're done. Man, do I get a pee. Let's uh, get out of here. I hope Bevo's back next week. Good looking at you all night is fatiguing, JP. That was pretty good. You were good, but about? looking at you fatigues me. I trimmed up. I trimmed up a little bit. Uh, you know, I thought it looked pretty good for you. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Nice landing strip. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should, I put, should I put my pants back on now? Or? Thank you. If you would. <laughs> All right. Smells All right. Weird. What do you got cooking? Wieners and stuff? Uh, yeah. All right. We're going to go eat wieners. High quality food. <laughs> Mouthful of wieners. Kielbasa. Beautiful. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Give me a wheat beer on a hot summer day. A bar will do me when the skies are gray. I'll take a Belgian brew at a time. And the women think the lamb is fine. But don't you give me that American crude, boys. I want a real home brew. Home brew. Don't you really love a better home brew? Can't get enough of it. Home brew. It blows my mind. I love home brew all of the time. Yeah, I think I'll have me. Well, I'm the one right now. Yeah, you know what?